Hello everybody, I'm just gonna bring everything over here and then we'll get started. I'm gonna start lowering the music. Cool. Alright, I'm gonna unmute all of you. And then I'm gonna switch us off from studio all the way over to just the standard podcast. Hello everybody. Wow. It's like the radio voice. <laughs> I can't ever be like low fi radio five. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. She has many different voices. Many different voices. Man, you Love guys are it. not prepared for my customer service voice. That is I've heard it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fine. Every time we go to like, it's specifically the Starbucks drive-through, and Lucas oh is just goodness. like, "It's all you." And the person's just like, "Welcome to Starbucks. How are you today?" And then I'm just like, "So good, thank you so much." Uh, what I'm looking for, I actually have an oh. order in here, and it's just for Fiona. Oh my god, thank you. I don't so need to relive this. I do not have need a to great day. And then we. That's so the interaction is like eighty-five percent pleasantries, and it's just yeah. like, <laughs> you're just getting a coffee. You are exchanging money. That's a white shit right there. Like, my <laughs> but, oh, I was like, man. "Yo, uh, can I get one of these, please?" Yeah, yeah. Okay, are we good, Dad? Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Control it. Oh my, oh, my goodness. goodness. <laughs> uh, where's Luke we have the cat? Frank in the, the chat demanding. <laughs> demanding what? <laughs> Demanding the child. <laughs> Is he back there? I don't know. Let's see. I don't know. Oh. Let me see. Okay. He's not, he's not around. You know if he comes by. Yeah. Uh, oh, Karth has promised two cats. Technically, we have three. <laughs> it's true. We also have the. Oh my god. I. Guys. I will be honest. I've been playing Hi-Fi specifically for 808. Not just the God, I was just like, the, the whole time I'm thinking of the, is a fucking area code you guys are talking about. 808. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know what? Fair. Yeah. No, Hera's uh somewhere. Apparently, that's the Honolulu area code. Yeah, oh, thanks, Frank. It's not complete as I haven't uh, been working on it in a while, but I like the way it looks so far. Just gotta get South America going. <laughs> and the rest of Asia. But yeah, I'm really happy with it. <laughs> yeah. Does it light up? No. Oh, okay. Soon, though. It would be cool to run lights. <laughs> That's it, the next yeah. project. Yeah, yeah. That's the next project. <laughs> yeah. I saw somebody did one like on the Maker page. They had a they basically did like a plant wall behind it and then put that over top of it. That looked really cool too. But too much, too much for me. Oh. Is the third beard secret cat? What? I don't have a secret cat. What's happening here, Carter? <laughs> <laughs> what? What did I just have a cat's conversation? I had a cat conversation with one of my friends today or yesterday as well. Oh, you got your cat propaganda, man. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> oh my god. Um, random fun fact, the people who sold us the filament that made those 3D hexes behind Lucas's head are the same people who made Woody, the fantastic tree over in Dartmouth. Um, if you're unfamiliar with 
Woody. Woody is a classic Canadian look. I'm just I, I'm <laughs> the from Toy Story. What? what um, Woody. <laughs> What are, what are the what are the coasters happening, Fee? What are the coasters happening? Oh snap! Where's your ten pounds of fucking clay? <laughs> the ten pounds of clay? It's somewhere. Where? Are you? Oh my god! She's already lost the ten pounds of clay. Oh, it's over there. I it's see. lost. It's over there. It's in the wild. It's it's on its own shelf. It has its own dedicated clay shelf. I need to open oh my that up. God. Here's the thing. It's because like. I wanted to make sure that I like had the time, and also we have our old TV um, currently on our table right now. As you can see behind Lucas, that's the new TV. The old TV is currently um, on our table. So I love the fact that you look behind yourself, Harv. That is I not where looking, the TV. I, is. No, no, I was, I was, I was just saying like what's behind me. Oh, I was gonna say I'm like no, Harv. That's not where the new TV is. Oh, that's that's where that's where the couch is. That's all I got. That's that's that's, that's the extent of what I have. Oh my god. Not the McMansion tangent. <laughs> Abort. Oh my god, Lucas is gonna leave halfway through this podcast. Yeah. And be like, I'm, I'm done. <sighs> I want another beer here soon. I yeah. can't handle this. I can't. I'm not dealing with. Should have been better equipped. I mean, there's some in the kitchen currently. Oh, sure. It's all good. I mean, there's one that looks like, um, what is it? It looks like a Gundam. <laughs> my door is over there, though, Frank. My door is over there. So, <laughs> I mean, I have my sun deck door. I got that right there. History lessons by Fee. Anytime, anywhere. I will rant about McMansions and how horrendous they <laughs> oh, are. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> This is what this is what you get. I can't. Yes? I can't. Hello, Yaz. Hello. Okay, give me one second. I'm just going to retweet that we're live on my Twitter, and then we'll get started. It's hard work. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm joking. I joke. I can't. Get out of here. Get out. <laughs> out. I'm gonna get another beer. I'll be right back. Oh my god. I'll, oh man, you know what I should have done instead? I should have done that um, Hi-Fi um, 808. They have like the cat, the woman yelling at the cat. I retweeted it on my Twitter. <laughs> uh -huh. And it's just like the two characters like, oh, and 808's just like. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to have to post that in our chat right now. It that is great. I saw your, your tweet of it. It was iconic. <laughs> oh, my hair is just <laughs> F, dude. Oh my God. I was not emotionally prepared for the jump scare that would occur from Googling Woody Dartmouth. <laughs> You've unleashed it. <laughs> it's like a creepy pasta. You know, you can't look at the picture. It is. That's exactly how I would describe yeah. it. <laughs> oh my god. Um, this is my first time watching the podcast. Do I have to prepare my mind? Absolutely yes. If I'm on this podcast, you have to prepare. Um, Preparation is half the battle. Oh my god. All right. Um, also, should we remake the cast of Three Men and a Baby? <laughs> we oh all agreed goodness. that it should start. Pedro Pascal, Oscar Isaac, and then um, Michael um, Pena. Absolutely. I want this. I need this. Someone has like, a really fantastic mustache in that movie, though, because someone has to play Tom Solik, and that is a majestic ass mustache. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, iconic mustache necessary. Oh my god! 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is already chaotic. We haven't even gotten into the podcast. We we are just getting prepared. Um yeah, we'll talk about where Mario and Frank are. Um if for people who've watched the podcast before FEMA. you already know. FEMA. <laughs> Hashtag FEMA. Um eight oh eight. 808's also joining us on the podcast. I should have put that in our tweet. What a missed opportunity. (laughs) It's Um, a surprise guest for anybody who joins. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I thought it was just fitting because we have a black hat and a tuxedo that it's just like the vibe of our cats. Like, if you don't see them currently in the background or currently screaming at the wall, then that's the vibe that our cats have. You work for FEMA? Frank has nobody, got a nobody, no, nobody simply works for FEMA. <laughs> no, I do the kidnapping. No, no, one, no one simply wow. works for FEMA. Is that where Frank gets employed by FEMA, but <laughs> he's just held hostage and they're giving him tasks to appease him so he thinks it's of his own. It's like, it's, like, it's, like that, it's like that thing where like you get sentenced to like life in prison, but you have to work for them to get your life in prison down. Yeah. So this, this is what, what's happening right this now. sounds like a crazy anime. Not gonna he works it. for FEMA that isn't uppercase. He works for lowercase FEMA. That's what he works for. Mm, you mean like the goop of FEMA? It's just like the like organic slash like like some th- so I. And I call it FEMA. They call it FEMA. FEMA. <laughs> yeah. FEMA. Has a FEMA. Yes. Never <laughs> mind. Oh, With that uh, note. Oh my God. On that note, let, let's get this party started, shall we? Um, I should just start playing random music. Um, well, give me one second here because on my side, like just randomly, I it's, I apologize. Sly, were you able to get the show notes fixed? Because on my side, it's still showing as gray. That's white for me. Oh, that's weird. Let me try to refresh on the page. Perfect. We all. Yeah, yeah, we saw it. Don't worry, we saw it oh, on your face. It, it went from it went from white to gray again. <laughs> yeah, we saw it on your face. Don't Go worry. To file. <laughs> Okay, file. Paste it up, and then background color is how I fixed it on my end. Yeah, it says it's white, which is weird. Change it to a different color, and then say change it back. There you go. Okay. Okay. I just changed mine to have the window mode. I know it sucks, but it works for me, and I can read it. So. Okay. There you go. All right. <clears throat> Give me one second here. I'm just gonna take a drink. The FEMA conversation. I can't handle this anymore. Um, do, 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 do. I can't. I can't wait till we announce that we are we are <laughs> sponsored by FEMA for this episode. <laughs> the day that that happens, we gotta get sponsored by FEMA and Nutter Butters to keep the joke. Going. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Let's see. All right. <laughs> Just. All right. I'm trying to shake it off, I guess. Um, one second here. All We're right. We're trying to shake off. Shake it off. Just the nerves, and also like the vibe, summoning the spirit of Taylor Swift. Apparently, um, we're we're, we're sixty five episodes. We're sixty five episodes deep. V. I think you should you should be fired. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I mean, like I feel, I can do it. You can do it. Oh my god, <laughs> you can host this week. Um, all right. 
let's let's start this off all right well hello and welcome to the point in progress podcast episode 64 your funky fresh podcast talking about the last of us hi-fi rush and the stresses of uno let the progress begin i'm your host this week fee also my full like my actual name is fiona but we go by fee here (laughs) And um, can we get can we get your your full full name, please, for the record? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, breaker of chains, queen of the dragons. <laughs> um, no. Um. So yeah, welcome to the podcast, everybody. Um, I'm going to be hosting this week. As you may have noticed, we are currently missing a few of our co-hosts, Frank and Mario, both of them either working or held hostage by FEMA. Um, hopefully uh, by the- for debate. Yeah. debate because Frank says he works, but well, I, might be a friend. But yeah. In 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 their place, we have Lucas, also known as Green Rose 7. Also Howdy. known is our board game Sherpa. Also known as the person who has to deal with me on a daily basis. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 My God. I so. gotta say though, Fee, when you were introing the podcast, well done. First of all, round of applause. Uh, but I really thought you were gonna go full Obi Wan. Well, hello there. <laughs> the way you started. Man, I should have. What a missed opportunity. You gotta go, you gotta go like off screen, like come in. Room for improvement. Yeah. Okay. Next just time. Jump into camera frame. Yeah. Hello find, there. I'm gonna Hello find there. a way to get a lightsaber and I'm just gonna like come out <laughs> just like out from the bottom of my like screen and I'm gonna have a lightsaber and I'm just gonna say hello there. <laughs> well, anything could be a lightsaber if you really work hard. Wow, okay, that's weird. Anyway. Hold, please. <laughs> We just lost a co-host. <laughs> All right, and also we have another um, person joining us, um, eight oh eight from Hi-Fi Rush. <laughs> welcome, 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 welcome. Not very chatty, um, but yeah, welcome once again. Um, so while Sly has disappeared, hopefully they were also not taken by FEMA. Mysterious <laughs> <laughs> knock at the it door. Only what I could find. I know I have more. Uh, but we do got this going on. Oh I'm my! Sure it used to be red. Uh, but I'm sure the batteries are dead, as <laughs> I have not touched this in probably, oh god, like ten years. <laughs> oh man! Hello, I'm 808 from Hi-Fi Rush. Bye. Bye. Oh my god. Wow, it's eight away. <laughs> Confirmation. For a, for a, per- for a person that doesn't first. come on the podcast for two weeks, I feel like Frank is very available to be on the podcast for two weeks. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Guys, it's it's not Frank. It's eight away, obviously. <laughs> oh uh, my god. All right. Let's get back on topic. Let's get into the checkpoint. We have a few things that we need to cover. First of all, Mario has released a review for Seasons, A Letter to the Future. He released it yesterday on the YouTube channel, so please make sure that you check it out. It is a fantastic review. Honestly, I'm really proud of it. I know we're all proud of him here. 
on the podcast. And so definitely make sure to check that out. It's fantastic. And honestly, not even just because he's a part of Point in Progress. I appreciate the fact as someone ADHD brain, it's two and a half minutes long. So it's very easily consumable rather than being like a five to or even like 20 minute video that I've seen for others. Not trying to shit on anyone else's review. I'm just saying as someone who needs something that's really quick and easy to consume, I really appreciate that. Um, next, the MCU University is back with um, X-Men Apocalypse. 2016 yeah. really exciting it's a great time featuring friend of the show jacob mccourt shout Ooh. out canada very fun time nice and i uh a little teaser for that one i have some hot takes about that movie <laughs> oh spicy. that movie is not that good <laughs> <laughs> no the hot take i guess it's funny here the hot take i loved this movie oh no <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh go hear all my thoughts about how much i enjoyed that mess of a movie oh, in yeah. mc university nice at least at least you call it a mess i mean that i'll, I'll take the wins where i can take them <laughs> yeah. uh, my god um next the boys are back together model citizens is back with a brand new episode released last week I know it's not new since it was released last week, but it's new to us. So I just wanted to make sure that all of you know that. Definitely make sure to check that out. Um, really funny podcast. Um, so definitely check that out when you have the opportunity to. And random side note, since um, majority of us are going to be in it tomorrow. Um, Harv has an Uno tournament tomorrow, um, which is really exciting. Um, very chaotic. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm really pumped to be a part of it. I know for myself, didn't know how to spell a tournament to save my life. Um, just, I can't handle it. Yeah, no, that's, that's, uh, that's it's three o'clock tomorrow, uh, on, on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash beard in the hair. And yeah, we have 16 people coming in and one, per well, there's going to be two winners, <laughs> one person for his prize, second for the second prize. But yeah, there's going to be 16 people joining in. There's going to be some re some regular games and there's going to be some team games. And then, yeah, it's going to be fun. I can't wait. I wanted to do something with community based and something with like uh, something that that's like a lot of people want to play. And I th feel like Uno is one of those things that a lot of people want to play because like, mm -hmm. there's a lot of RNG involved unless you read the rules where it says, just get a good head. Dummy. <laughs> good, good, good. <laughs> but like, but I, I like the RNG base uh, for it and like, try to... I, I just the, the chaos of what the rule set is, too. So I'm excited. Nice. Awesome. Well, I'm very pumped. Um, hopefully, knock on wood, everyone's able to join us because Uno hates all of us. Um, <laughs> oh, Ubisoft hates all of us. <laughs> yes, it is true. Ubisoft hates all of us. Um, thank you for the one month of GeForce Now because Stadia is now dead. Um, yeah. <laughs> I guess a random other checkpoint. Um, I recorded the last, very last episode of Speaking of Stadia this week with um, Jake and Aaron. Rest in peace. Um, so definitely make sure to check that out. Um, we are going to be... May its memory be a blessing. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. But definitely make sure to check out that episode. Um, we're going to be posting in the next few weeks what's going to happen. Because we plan on doing something else, but we haven't really talked about what we're actually going to do. So we'll get into that a little bit later on. 
So that was the checkpoint. Now we're going to be talking about everything that we've watched, everything that we played this week, listened to, read, whatever it might be. We're getting into this section here. So we're going to start off with what we've been playing. Um, since we have two guests, but one of our guests um, left our voice channel, um, we're going to let Lucas... What? Yeah, throw me in there. Absolutely. Why not? Oh, Get you right into well, yeah, that's fair. Um, well, I got a pretty huge list, which is actually kind of odd for me, but um, I'll stick to the highlights. Um, the biggest thing for me that I've been playing recently is actually uh, it's kind of an old school Super Nintendo inspired RPG called Chained Echoes. Um, it's on Game Pass, which is where I end up finding most of my games. I seem to very rarely buy games nowadays. It's either it came to me on on Game Pass or some other. Uh, and, and now, now that like now that like like big releases are also coming onto Game Pass, yeah. it's really really nice. Exactly, I'm really yeah. really excited about that too. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. But uh, I, I've always liked the idea. I think of of uh, like JRPGs and stuff like that. But I have a, a hard time committing to to get through games. So we'll see how far this one goes. But um, I've just been really impressed with this. It's it's quite pretty. I mean, it's pixel art graphics and everything, but for what it is, it's it's quite pretty. Um, and I've just really enjoyed the um, battle system. It, like they, I think a lot of thought went into it. Um, basically, thinking how can we take you know what people love about playing a Super Nintendo JRPG, and kind of bring it into the modern the modern age. Um, like one of the things that um, I've really enjoyed about it is after every battle you just completely refill your health and mana and everything. So as somebody who suffers chronically from too good to use syndrome in games where I will just never use a potion because I'm always like, yep. Oh, I might need this at a future fight or whatever. Like you, you still have potions. Exactly. I might need this later though. I might need this. I'm like the kind of person who will like travel 75% of the way through an area. And I'd rather go back to like heal at the campsite or whatever, than like just drink a couple potions and keep going. So that's just so crippling for me, but yeah. So it, it also helps. I think when they balance a lot of the fights, like every time you get in like a, fight out in the field um it feels like actually quite tightly balanced because um you kind of have to go all out in every fight you got to use all your abilities and you can kind of feel free to do so um, rather than just kind of using your basic attacks and just going at it so um that's that's really nice and the way they did the leveling also i think really helped them balance it because you actually don't have xp or anything you don't level up basically every time you do a boss fight everyone in your party just gets a skill point essentially um so it's a it's a, a a nice way of like you don't have there's never any grindy sections because you're always kind of at the exact power level you need to be to get through the battles but at the same time there's a lot of tuning you can do to you can upgrade your weapons and things like that so you still have options to kind of level up your your characters and and, it, and switch out skills and things like that but yeah i've just been really impressed with it so far i'm about 15 to 20 hours into it i think but give or take, because I, I spent a lot of time just sitting on pause menus and stuff like that, so it's hard to say exactly how much of that's actual game time, but yeah, it's just been a, a, been a blast. I haven't played a JRPG in a hot minute. I think the last one I played was, I would probably count Persona 5 as a JRPG, just how the, the sheer length of that game, yeah. honestly. Um, that, that game brought me back into JRPGs, just the way that the, the way you play the game, the way that it's set up. But I but that game still has that like anxiety feeling where I'm like, because like you you go into a dungeon and you have like I think twenty game days to finish a dungeon, mm-hmm. and every time you go in, one day goes past, and then you have to go back out and you can do other things. But I have this anxiety where like I have to finish in the next three days. 
of of finishing this dungeon because like i want to try to do this thing as fast as possible and try to get it done as fast as possible yeah and then but it, it also has a thing where like it doesn't refresh anything that you have in there so you're just like by the by the time you get to the end you're just like I'm battered, bruised. I have no MP <laughs> left. I have no HP. Where the fuck? Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And in Chain Echoes, like it's it's quite nice. I feel um, I've you every fight like does individually feel like you know you gotta tag out your party members because people get low HP and like it, it always just feels like I don't know just a really like well well thought out fight. Like every single encounter's been been great. So um, I'm just looking forward to. I've I've seen a few things like I have seven party members right now. Eight is the max you can have because you can have four in the fight at once, and then each person can basically have a teammate they can tag out to. I've seen a couple of things online where the party goes even beyond eight, so there's still more characters for them to introduce uh, that I haven't encountered yet. And it's just it's just yeah, it's just everything seems really well thought out. Uh, a lot that of the characters like chaos. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh well, it's it's not too bad because I mean unlike. Final Fantasy, like, I don't know, 10 or something where you can tag out to, like, any party member you want. You kind of, before you get in a fight, you kind of have to pair everyone up. So you kind of have to think, mm-hmm. like, okay, this guy, I have, like, I got one guy who uh, does a lot of, like, debuff type stuff. So he'll drop the armor and drop the attack power of guys. So I'll start the fight with him. Um, and then I'll have him tag out into, like, a healer guy. Because once the enemies are kind of debuffed, he doesn't really serve too much of a purpose right now. Yeah. So he'll tag out into a healer guy who can start trying to protect the party a bit so and there's lots of different combinations of the characters like it seems like it, it doesn't seem like there's any like hard like set way you have to play them like there are some characters that you know um will do extra crit damage and another person will make other people more susceptible to crits so you can use those two together but you don't have to um because there's other combinations like that uh that you can use them with so uh, it's just yeah it's been really fun to experiment with lots a of lot more parties. A lot more intuitive than like yeah like you it's it's funny that you brought up Final Fantasy X because Final Fantasy X has like the whole <laughs> system that brings it back. But the, yeah. the problem with Final Fantasy X is that you still only have your three characters that you'd rather use. Everybody yeah, exactly. else is very super, <laughs> superfluous to ev- anything. They're just yeah. fodder at this point. And then you have like the three main characters that you know you're going to be using, and then they're going to be your heavy damage dealers. Yeah, 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 exactly. So yeah, this one it's yeah it's it's nice because you uh, there's a lot of uh, status effects as well like you'll get inflicted with stagger um, which means that you have to tag that person out um, in order for them to be useful again and the last part of the battle system that i really like is uh there's an overdrive meter so um as a kind of a counterbalance to just being able to just use all your abilities and everything you want all at once you have this meter that has like three zones in it so the bottom of it is like a neutral zone in the middle is like a green zone where you want to keep the meter um, and at the end is like a basically a burnout section of the meter so if you're in that red zone you'll take like double damage um things like that so you got to keep out of the red zone but if you're in the green zone in the middle spot um all your spells cost 50 percent less um and things like that so you have to constantly like using your abilities will move the meter up but tagging in a new party member will move the meter down so yeah you have a lot of different things that you're trying to, to balance in each fight as well which keeps it really interesting like it's a it's a good game that I've been able to drop in. And even if I'm just going into the field and doing one fight, I felt like it was like a meaningful interaction where I got to actually like think about what I want to do and how to 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 approach it. I've been trying to get Fee to play Persona at some point. I don't like I seem like that's a that's a fee ass fucking game. It's like it is anime to the max. 
But you also have to drop like 120 hours in that game. So like that's <laughs> Yeah, I've always stayed away from that. I've never gotten yeah. into Persona. So um, that's but, that was, but you, but you guys have the Steam Deck though, so that's that's a perfect Steam Deck game. It's yeah, it definitely would be. What like okay. If I had to hop into one Five person... Royale. Five Royale. Okay. I literally <laughs> have five Royale. like physical yeah. a physical copy as well because our friend Justin lent it to me three years ago and I still haven't played it yet. So uh, just gonna add it to I, game I, pass, well, I think. You'll have Persona 5, but I'm talking about Persona 5 Royale, the new one that just came out. But what's the difference yeah. between 5 and they, 5 Royale? They added a new semester to Royale, so and yeah. there's a new character that you get, and plus they added a lot of quality of life changes to it. Mm-hmm. But I think, you're right, Lucas, I think it is on Game Pass. It is on Game Pass, I know it's on so Game like, Pass. So, like, yeah, so you might be able to just do it through, like, ro- ro- like the cloud play or whatever. Well, yeah, we have it on the Steam Deck, and also the TV that we recently got actually has Game Pass, like, built into it. So I've that's what how I've been playing video games the past week. Um, so I could, you know what? It's, After this podcast, I'll try. It's great because it. you get to you get to go to school, you get to study, you get to like mm-hmm. go do a part time job. You get yourself a waifu as well by the end of the game, <laughs> and then you're also trying to help your your cat, your black your your, your black cat pretty much. Okay. You're trying to oh, help the cat. Yeah. Cool. Should have led with that one. I do not. Yeah, want to <laughs> go yeah to Morgana school. is. Like, Work a part time job. <laughs> you got Morgana is your is your is your uh, is your is your partner like like that that cat is like is always with you all the time. Yeah, it's a tuxedo cat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Great, it's great, it's a great game, great game. I'll have to try it. I have so many so many things, but I will try Persona Five Royale. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what else have you been playing, Lucas? Uh, well, I don't want to eat up too much more time, but okay. uh, I've also been playing uh, Dave the Diver, which is uh, <laughs> it's just like a small indie game. It's in early access right now, but it's um, it's it's definitely a me kind of game. It's it basically every like 30 minutes, they seem to introduce a new system in this game. Um, the basic premise is you are a scuba diver. Um, so you go underwater and you basically hunt fish and then you bring it back and in the evening you run a sushi restaurant by using all the fish that you've caught um, this reminds me of uh, what the fuck's that game called moonlighter i think it is yeah 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 where yeah. you go into the dungeon grab all this stuff come back and then you sell it during the day and then you yeah, go back in yeah exactly yeah it's uh, i really like moonlighter too moonlighter um yeah i think they took like a lot of inspiration for those kinds of of games so yeah, you, you collect a bunch of resources like during the day. You do like these runs. I wouldn't call it roguelike necessarily, but it's got like the run structure of it where you keep going until you um, either fill your loot bag and come back or, or die, basically get knocked out underwater. Um, so you do that. But so you start out, there's just the fishing element and then there's the, the running the restaurant element. So you can hire employees and like upgrade your recipes and do all kinds of stuff like that. Um, but yeah, they just keep it. It's I, I love like tons of interconnected little systems and this game just does it like crazy like you get a nursery where you can kind of pick up eggs from fish and then you can kind of have your own fish farm um you get uh all this like weapon system where you can collect parts and upgrade your weapons that you bring down with you um you eventually run into like underwater mer people who like give you quests uh that you you know try and help them around their little village there's like boss fights and all kinds of stuff underwater um yeah they just it just basically keeps adding adding more and more to it but it's just uh it's it's just very engaging because it feels like everything you do like every action you're going like okay well i could bring up more fish to like upgrade this recipe or i could you know spend money on hiring an employee or i could spend it on upgrading uh my fishery or i could spend it on upgrading my suit so you always have like 
every every resource feels like you can use it in five different ways. You have a lot of what like a lot of flexibility in the thinking about what you kind of want to tackle next. So it's very uh, and it's very pretty. The underwater they do like a a mix of like all the sprites and stuff are two D, but all the environments are like three D kind of low poly three D stuff. And it, I really like that like old school kind of aesthetic. Looks really pretty. But yeah, that's the other game that's been eating up most of my nice, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen a little bit of it. Um, the pixel art style I, I adore, uh, mostly just because it's like pixel art in the front. So anything that's moving has pixel art. And then, then everything back of it is actually like more of a blurred realistic art style, which it oh, looks fantastic. So yeah, it's so good. Um, so I'm very excited. The part that I remember watching you play and it was like, this guy who had a weeb, like essentially an otaku dream where he was just like cheering on this girl, like this singer. Yeah. And then I was just like, this is very reminiscent of um, Yakuza. Like some of the stuff that you have to do in the Yakuza where you have to like click like a bunch of buttons to the music. Um, <laughs> except this one was just like an actual fan chant. So they had the lights and you had to go like chant, chant, chant. And then the guy would like, some of the times you'd have to go like this and like move your arms around in certain ways. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't. Yeah. they Like I said, there's just tons of like little mini games and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. The the weapons dealer guy is like a yeah, big weeb otaku type guy. So he sends you on this whole side quest where... Um, he was getting like a an anime figurine shipped to him, and the boat crashed, and the the figurine got knocked off into the water. So you got to go like dive all the way to the bottom of the ocean to recover his anime figure before he'll he'll help you any further. But yeah, there's there's just all kinds of uh, all kinds of branch and stuff to do. It's it's, it's quite engaging. I I can't. I I <laughs> simply cannot. Um, we'll get back and we'll talk about some of the other games that you've been playing in just a little bit here. But before yeah. we do that, we'll ask uh, Sly, what have you what have you been playing this week? Okay, so <sighs> what I've been playing directly correlates to uh, what I've been listening to. So I'm I'm gonna combine these two. Sorry, <laughs> not to totally derail everything you just said, uh, but. <laughs> My good friend and co-host of Thirsty Thursday, JJ, recommended Rolling with Difficulty to me, which is a tabletop RPG, D&D uh, &D 5e, uh, Planescape podcast, actual play. Um, and it's really good. I'm having fun. Um, the episodes are, like, hefty, but the seasons are, like, 8 to 10-ish, so it's not, like huge huge time sink it's really fun um just like the energy at the table is really great i'm super picky about my D, &D podcasts so like it it takes a lot for me to like really sink my teeth into one uh but this one whoo boy got its hooks in me and it's been like taking up the majority of my free time which means the things i've been playing are things i could do while listening to an actual play podcast so i've been playing a lot of cats and soup like a lot uh most of my locations are around 5 15 i'm trying to get like my lemons up and stuff i just got the aquarium the aquarium is so cool uh so yeah i've just been spending a lot of times in cats and soup <laughs> and a lot of time in marvel snap i just got my fifth foil card upgraded a card all the way and then you get the new version with the foil which is yeah. really fun um 
And yeah, I think I finished the season pass, but I didn't pay for this time around. So I'm just getting the like free collectors chests or whatever at this point. Um, but yeah, because it's something I could do while like processing a story. <laughs> this yeah, for sure. Most of my video game time lately. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, normally it's the other way around, I guess. Most people, I think, probably play something and then have a <laughs> secondary listening activity, but yeah, put on its head. Yeah, like, I, man, I, I've always thought about, I always try to get into D&D podcasts. I'm not a huge D&D mm-hmm. guy to begin with, like, playing-wise, but I've always liked the idea of it, but yeah, they seem like they're such a beast. Like, looking at any, especially the big ones, like, they just have... Mm-hmm. lore and, and an episode stretching on to the sunset so it feels like yeah it's just it's Our just so hard to get it, over that hump to get into with like a big backlog and such an established fan base like can seem pretty unapproachable yeah. what i've really been enjoying about rolling with difficulty is they try to be uh contained stories and for the most part there are it's there's like an overarching season story but every episode can stand alone for the most part like there's sometimes like a part one part two um which is really nice because when you're listening to a four-hour podcast being able to like as you're listening you can walk away from it afterwards Mm -hmm. is season three i think i'm currently at like in almost finished with the season two finale like i have like maybe 40 minutes and i had to stop it to jump on this (laughs) (laughs) so i'm almost done with season two uh but yeah like between that and join the party are like most of my DD podcasting but like again i'm really particular about the energy around the table and if i don't vibe with the energy cannot get through an actual play yeah it's like that. i mean it's the same problem with even playing it uh in my opinion it's like it mm-hmm. there's like a 10 percent chance in, in my experience that like everyone's really on the same wavelength and it's gonna like be like a really enjoyable experience like there's so much that you can that can be like a turn off mm-hmm. for it and with so much out there to there's a lot of D podcasts and content out there i think so it's definitely i'm glad you found one every time i want to play D, never goes through because i want to try at least once at yeah. least once yeah, but it never... we should just run a one shot. I know. Just, well, yeah, the group of us, we should just commit to a one shot. Don't have to worry about like a big story or anything. Just have fun with it. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I'm super down. Um, cool. Thank you for sharing. Um, let's see. Did you want to talk about any of the games that you played this week, or do you just? You... Oh no! That those were the two. It was Cats and Soup and Marvel Snap. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. I spent my whole my whole <laughs> days on my phone playing and listening. Like that's been. I feel like I played thing. Cats and Soup once. It's like a little idle game, right? Basically, yeah. like you upgrade and they're like making I'm soup and other sure cats like drop stuff in. Fee mentioned it offhandedly once on a podcast. <laughs> I yeah. downloaded it and then it sat on my phone for months until i rediscovered it and then i got really into it and i was like i have no idea where this came from and fee's like oh i played that a while back yeah yeah i was just like wait a second i've definitely talked about this on the podcast before 
oh my god it it oh my gosh i i tend to have that like i will talk about like a game and then someone's just like oh yeah i started playing this i'm like oh cool like i did too and they're like yeah because you mentioned it and i'm like oh shit that's sick um (laughs) oh my goodness but no awesome thank you so much for sharing on that um i know um marvel snap has been taking like i usually try to play daily um so Mm -hmm. i'm not very good but it's it's a lot of fun um yeah yeah i play a lot of snap but i don't want to i'm not gonna hijack that conversation (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness well, you can talk about it if you want. Uh, we'll get around to it, I'm sure. Are you more, like, strategy game-focused, or are you weird like me and is just here for collecting all the pretty things? <laughs> I mean, I the sense of collecting is very enticing. Like, I, I haven't felt like an overwhelming urge to, like, pay money to, like, get all the cards or anything like that, which I think is, like, a, mm-hmm. a kind of dubious pressure that the game puts on you, but... Um, I, I like the actual card game play. Like, I've always liked 1v1 mm-hmm. card games. Like, I played, like, when I was younger, I played Magic the Gathering, as, you know, I'm sure a lot of people have. And I've always, like, enjoyed the idea of card games. But Magic just is too expensive and crazy to keep up with and, and my for, for me. So I'm always on the lookout for fun new card games. Like, I played Legends of Runeterra like crazy, which is the League of Legends-themed card game. That's probably still my favorite card game that I've ever played. Um, but this one just... It's just very accessible. It's just, you, you know, got two minutes, three yeah. minutes, like, just just throw a game on and, and just play. And, and yeah, it's, uh, it's just, yeah, and just it's so nice to have it on your hand. The option of, like, paying for stuff and getting all the cool variants and all of that stuff. But I don't ever feel, like, obligated to. Like, I have a yeah. ton of, like, gold I've earned that I, like... I'm like, if there's a really cool variant I really like, I guess I'll buy it. But I'm just, like, hoarding gold, I guess, at this point. And just, like, really, like, hammering home on my collector's level. I don't know. Like, I'm like, I gotta have the highest collector. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've just been, like... I've actually... Uh, there's an update coming out soon that's gonna drop some cards. Like, I don't know how in deep you go with all the... <laughs> uh, with all the actual mechanics of it, but some of it, like there's the series four, five, and three cards, or three, four, and five cards. Uh-huh. Um, so there's an update theoretically coming out soon, which will add the battle mode, which I'm very excited for. We should, mm-hmm. we should definitely duel, yeah. have some, have some pip duels. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's also going to drop um, some cards like down a series, so they'll basically be less rare, like easier to collect just by opening caches and stuff. So one of them, She Hulk, which I out on spending tokens to get, but she's she's very good in the game. Um, so I've just been saving up. I have ten thousand credits right now. I'm just sitting on. So as yeah. soon as the update hits, I'm just gonna spend a ton of credits, and that'll okay. be fun. But yeah, She Hulk's my like oh, go to. Yeah. Like all essentially all my decks have She Hulk in some capacity, just because she's so, <laughs> such a good character. Every time I get her from like a draw a random card or whatever, I'm like, this is so cool. I can't wait to get her. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And she's like, she's coming down to series three, so she'll just be like super easy to get, like in a cash over time. it'll be awesome yeah i remember like it was the first time when she was released i was just like oh man she hulks in my um credit um store and so i bought her Uh and it's so good and then i have a really cool skin for her too and so it's just like creme de la creme like every Mm -hmm. single time um no but it's usually her and double dino are like my go-to specific cards that i like um a lot for sure i've been running 
and Mario as well. Uh, been running a lot of apocalypse, so uh, the recent MC University was very topical for us. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's so funny! Like I, I have like I don't even watch any movie. Like I don't watch any of the Marvel movies or do anything like that. So some of these characters, I'm just like getting introduced to them for the first time, and I'm, it's uh, it's quite interesting. <laughs> yeah. Like just looking them up afterwards and being like trying to figure out like you know what the heck is an infinite like i just i don't know any of these characters so. i was not i'm like i know spider-man spider-man wolverine like okay i've heard these names before but. i will be honest it was very like uncanny valley when i'm like in the kitchen making coffee and then i just hear like wakanda forever from him and i'm just like what I'm like this guy never fucking watched like the fucking marvel movie and i'm like what the fuck why are you just saying that and it was like the new dlc at the time and i'm like oh my god oh yeah i was not prepared for <laughs> just random wakanda forever oh, worlds ever- worlds colliding have you seen the like Wong? You play Wong on four, you play Black Panther on turn five, and then you play Arnim's Ola on turn six. Have you oh, seen yeah. that combo? Yes. That's that's insanity. It's disgusting. Yeah. Almost as disgusting as playing Galactus on turn six. It just to have like only win by one point because they didn't play anything else in that. <laughs> yeah, Galactus is pretty crazy. Oh my god. I I I would never want to be on the other side of a Galactus for sure. Um, but yeah, awesome. Marvel Snap, everybody. Definitely go check that out, especially since it's free. Free. Um, it is, it is. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Harv, how's Sekiro going, buddy? Ah, oh, <laughs> man. I almost had my, I almost had my personal best. So close. Oh, no. I almost beat 50 minutes. I just choked on the last boss, but that's okay. I'm still working on it. I'm still working on it. I'm gonna be working on it tonight at some point. So still gonna still gonna still gonna go through. Uh it's I I learned something about myself is that I have to be more patient. <laughs> Patience Ooh. is yeah, because like I'm I'm getting to the point where I got to the point well, I got to the point where I was just being very impatient. I was like, I gotta get this, I gotta get this. It's like, no, it's all practice, it's all trying to like, you know go through the process over and over and over and over again and then finally getting it and i've watched some other stuff i watch other people playing and i've kind of gotten a little bit better with that kind of stuff one second you know what fee you go first uh, one second okay take it away um brief intervention behind oh, oh, us oh. so let's talk about what i've been playing um so <laughs> So fucking random. Sorry, I'll be right back. No worries. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm just gonna start off by talking about the fact that I've been playing a lot of Game Pass myself. Um, mostly just because there's just been a few games that I've been interested in playing, and recently we finally upgraded our television. Um, so it has Xbox um, Game Pass built into it. So I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna try out some games, especially since I now play it on just. I unlocked my Stadia controller, so it's now a Bluetooth controller, so I can just use it whenever I want to play anything on the TV or on my computer, so I decided to do that. I started off with Unpacking, um, just because I wanted, I've always wanted to try that game, and so I played the entirety of it from start to finish. Um, it is a freaking yeah. fantastic game. Um, I will <laughs> admit, I got a little teary. Um, it was just a really wholesome, really, like, nice game um just overall it was 
if you haven't played it already, it's a story about a young woman from a very young age all the way up until a specific point in her life. And so it's just kind of like each move, um, random side note for myself, um, like about me, I don't handle change very well, um, just due to multiple things in my life. The idea of moving stresses the shit out of me. So playing that game kind of like helped me a little bit and just like realizing like not everything has to be set instant. Like the second you put something somewhere doesn't mean you can't just like move it another time or like make any adjustments. You think that might be weird, but it's just my brain. So <laughs> it's just like this was a really fun way. And I really liked um, I found at the end you could actually click on a replay button where you could see every move that you made. So you could see like, oh, you like put the books on the bed first and then you took them and you put them in the living room and just like the just the thought process overall. It's a very quaint, very cute game. Would highly recommend it. Um, the next. Oh, what's up? The only thing I bought. I, I don't usually buy things at PAX because yeah. I'm so like running around with the trick with its head cut <laughs> off. Uh, but the only thing I made sure I had to buy the most recent packs was the unpacking oh, wow. That's so cool. That's so cute. So, yeah. Yeah. It, unpacking's I, a... adored unpacking. Yeah. I loved it so much. It's such a very like uh, not to get like too philosophical, I guess, but it, it they definitely really <laughs> had did like an examination of like, you know, people are uh, more than like the sum of their possessions obviously but like it, it's it's crazy how like how there are certain things you just pull out of a box and like instantly you feel like you've un you, you've unlocked like a knowledge of a facet about that character just based on mm -hmm. the fact that like oh they kept this with them when they moved from here to college or from college to uh, a thing and this was important to them and you know and also the things that are missing you like oh well, this must have not been too important for them um so yeah it's it's just yeah everything you pull out of a box, like just like moving in real life, like, you know, packing everything and, and unpacking in this case, like it's a, uh, yeah, it can be a very like emotional process. And you learn a lot about mm. somebody based on, you know, what they keep and what they own. Not to get too deep into it, but <laughs> I, pl I played the demo for unpacking uh, at first packs online. So it was during 2020. And then um, that September is when, the wildfire so i lost all my stuff so by the time wow. i played on game it was like posts this whole yeah. like losing all my worldly possessions and rebuilding yeah. that and that story was like really healing to see like things can go away you can get new things some things remain the same blah, blah, blah. exactly yeah, yeah. wow yeah. nice not to yeah. hijack your segment or anything no 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 the, is... oh, the other thing i found very amusing because i watched fiona play like the game from start to finish and it was funny because her way of tackling these things is opposite <laughs> as it is in real life at least it felt that way to me um i'm the kind of person like if i'm moving or rearranging things i basically round everything up and put it in a pile like vaguely where it needs to go so like if something needs to leave the living room and be put into the kitchen i'll have a pile of things over near the kitchen that i'm like okay once i'm done here i will go sort everything out there when i played on packing though i i Every time I picked something up, I like wanted to find its final spot for it right away. It's pretty much how I played that game, which is different than how I organize in real life. And Fiona was like the complete opposite. She would pull stuff out of boxes that if it like didn't belong in this room, like she would just like lay it on the bed. And then like so at the end of the 
at the end of the level, like where it highlights a bunch of things in red for you that are like in the wrong spot. Like that happened to maybe like or what the game deems the wrong spot, I guess. But that happened to me like maybe once or twice through through my playthrough, like one or two items that I was like, okay, well, like I would put it there, but I guess that's not okay with you, so I'll put it up in this cabinet or whatever. But Fiona, like the game, the level she'd unpack the final box and like fifty percent of the items across the whole level would just be flashing red. I'm just like. It's not how you organize in real life, but it was just, it was quite a, quite a fun anecdote that it was just complete opposite of how both of us handle things in, in real life compared to how we handled it digitally. Like, it, it took I a while that. for us to get unpacked here because I am that person who's just like, oh, I found this random <laughs> like thing. Might, yeah. And then I have to like go to the other side of the apartment and look, it's like, what are you doing? And I'm just like, oh, it's a, like, it's some forks. I have to take it to the kitchen. He's just like, we have mm-hmm. so much other shit to be worrying about. Yeah, it's such a time forks? waste. Like, like yeah. you, you had to like walk like, over oh. like 10 boxes to get, I'm like, it just in my brain, oh, but in the game, man. I'm just like, I don't give a diddly damn. I'm just like, I put like, everything, like I'm, you said, I put everything out. No, I, I start freaking out when like <laughs> things have to get moved around or things. I like hyperventilate, like I almost pass out. Like it's just not some. I don't deal well with it at all. Like this room, for people who are like familiar with the podcast, you may notice that things changed in this room. This changed overnight one night because I. <laughs> was just like i went to sleep i woke up i spent my entire day out in the living room i was hanging out there and lucas wakes up and he's like hey have you have you checked the office today and i'm like no no and he's just like it's probably better that you didn't and i'm just like what do you mean and he's just like well you want to go check it out i'm like yeah and everything had been moved and he's like surprise and i'm like <laughs> this is better that I was not a part of this. I would not have yeah. been able to handle any of this. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, I um no, it was a it was I definitely want to go back and play and see different things I could do differently. Um and yeah, it was just a very I I love small games. I love very narrative driven games and even though there wasn't a lot written, you could definitely tell by the items and like you both were saying mm-hmm. just like even the places that she was moving into like oh why did she end up in this spot and then like i was even saying without spoiling too much like when she was moving into a specific place i'm like this doesn't seem like her this does not seem like this particular character this definitely seems like a very young 20s like you think that you've met that person and this is not like there was just there was nothing jiving between the Mm -hmm. two and then seeing what happens after that i'm like you know what there's growth there's character growth um and then going from there so i i it was phenomenal i would highly recommend it um the next game i played (laughs) i played it quite a bit this week um i played little witch in the woods i'm not going to go into it too too much um but it is a very adorable story about a young witch who um is planning to move to the big city she has to kind of do her residency for two years and so she was supposed to go there um and she's on the train and she's incredibly bored shocker that sounds like me and um she's just like mind you i love trains i like the idea of sitting on a train for two days and just watching the world go by but this character does not like that so she has a talking hat and she thinks like hey i'm just gonna go off um the train because for some reason the train got stuck in the middle of the night. So the conductor is just like, hey, we're going to leave in the morning. And she's just like, okay, that's fine, whatever. So she goes up because she saw this magical tree in the mountains. And then she finds a witch's house after following a white glowing cat. 
and she goes to sleep in the witch's cabin because she's just like, eh, they're going to be leaving in the morning. It's going to be fine. And then she wakes up to the sound of the train, like, whistle going off. And she's like, oh, my God, I need to get to the train to find out the train had already left. Peace out. So now she has to stay in this small town and figure out what's going on in this area. What? This is this has got fucking, this has got, like, your face on the side of a bill carton written all fucking over it right here, dude. <laughs> what do you yeah. mean? <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. My my my. There's a there's a child that just gone and just went into a village and now is like just not on our train anymore. <laughs> the lost. Uh, that. Nope. Nope. Yeah. No. Nope. So she um has decided to take up residence in this how like the witch's home because in this particular how she just world, house house squatting now at this point. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, the witch's house is like full of like cobwebs and stuff like that, so they don't know where the like head witches of this home. And it's not being used, and she finds out that there's some crazy stuff happening in the town. Um, that includes like these cursed vines that are, um, entrapping all of these village homes and everything. So you're trying to figure out what's going on. It has kind of a Stardew vibe to it. Um, this looks fucking adorable. It's, it's yeah. adorable. It is. The art's super cute. It's definitely you can tell it's in early access, so it 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 is a little rough around the edges in some parts, but it's very like. It's very like peaceful of like a just go out, collect resources, come home, make potions, fulfill like quests for all the different little townsfolk and try and help them like rebuild their town. Yeah. And honestly, gonna be quite frank, it kind of like the relationship that the girl has with her hat is kind of the same like narrative that Lucas and I have on a regular basis where she's just like, I'm gonna do something stupid. And then the hat's just like, probably shouldn't do that. Why are you doing (laughs) this? And then something blows up in her face. And then I'm just like, you know what? That's essentially Lucas and I on a regular basis when I'm just like, hey, I'm going to do something. He's like, mm, mm, okay, that doesn't sound like a great idea. And then I'm just like, why is the apartment on fire? And he's just like, maybe I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it's very much like that. Um, <laughs> I need a shirt that says I don't give a diddly damn. Yeah. Okay, I will definitely keep that in mind. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's I already put it in the business chat. Don't worry. <laughs> Thumbs up. It's ten out of ten. Um, and the last thing I played, um, my boss, um, random aside note, is obsessed with Red Dead Redemption Two. <laughs> so, um, as a joke, due to the fact that Red Dead was on sale last weekend, um, Frank gifted me Red Dead Online, and so I started playing Red Dead Online. What a wild game, everybody. Um, I, I'm i quite enjoying it. Uh, there are certain aspects that I'm not particularly fond of, but I have a horse named Tennessee. Um, he is a just a large chestnut horse that I ride around in the Wild West in, um, on, sorry, not in, oh God. Um, and then, yeah, it's just like pure chaos. Um, it is, it's a little grief- stricken in some cases i did have the first person i ever met um just lassoed me and started dragging me down the road and then ran me over but with his horse and then he shot me in the head when i rezzed again and i was concerned for my horse because i thought my horse could die he could not die because i have horse insurance because apparently that's how the online game works where if if you get if your horse dies no worries you got horse insurance um and then so that happened and 
I was I was thoroughly impressed though because there was a game um like a group of people who found me getting like griefed on by this one person and it was a group and this guy who was griefing me tried to grief one of them didn't realize that he was with five other people and then he proceeded to get griefed into the oblivion and i watched on the hill with tennessee just being like this is fantastic and then i logged out and i haven't been back but it's quite fun um so if you play red dead redemption (laughs) online hit me up um because it has been quite fun i have to play with frank at some point as well uh but it's it's definitely like more of a vibe like more what i'm interested in than like gta i found gta like a little bit overwhelming because it's like really fast cars people just randomly bring a um, ufo and then hit you with it now i'm not gonna say that doesn't happen in red dead but it definitely has a different vibe and i like more like i guess not over tech like stuff when it comes to stuff like that and it's just a little overwhelming um in gta and then you have to run a nightclub and you have to do all this other stuff and i don't know just like the vibe more of red dead the end i'll have more to talk about next week though (laughs) i've been wanting to get into like uh i don't know like i don't even know how to describe it but like doesn't necessarily have to be an mmo but like something just like progression base like that feels like you're kind of working together with people and like you can progress and stuff but i just haven't fig- figured out what exactly it is yet what it's gonna be once we figure it out <laughs> yeah but yeah there's one more game that we'll talk about this evening um before we get into what we've been watching and that's hi-fi rush where our fifth special guest, like our special guest is from 808. <laughs> um, it was a shadow release from Xbox, um, which was really exciting. And the same people who made Evil Within 2. Both Evil Withins, one and two. Yeah, one and two. What a wild, just like we made all these horror um, video games. Let's make this really cute Borderlands slash anime-esque video game that's very reminiscent of, um, what is it, the Necromancer game? Um, Beat of the Necromancer? I don't remember the name of the game. Necromancer, maybe. Oh my god, I'm so bad at that name. Every single time. it's I always remember Necromancer and I don't remember anything else about that because I'm just, I'm terrible at that game. But yeah, I... Dancer. Dancing. Just the next dancer. Just the dancing. But yeah, no, I've I personally have been really enjoying it. I'm not very good with rhythm games, even though I I would say I have like I understand rhythm, but those types of games, especially I think it's because of the cloud gaming aspect, there might be a little bit of a delay. So trying to get on the beat when there's a slight even a slight delay with a rhythm game, you're kind of SOL. So yeah. there are certain times of the day where it works phenomenally and I just hit everything a-okay, no issues. And then the second that I get any sort of spike, there's just issues that way. Yeah, I, I, it definitely doesn't seem like uh, the best game for, for Cloud just because it is so like yeah, yeah, timing based, which is very hard. I think they did. I mean, even in their presentation and um, the game itself makes a pretty big uh, for to like also accommodate people who aren't like rhythmically rhythmically inclined i think which i i can say i'm not very musically inclined in any way so i still found it very like uh, engaging and, and entertaining so far so i'm, I'm hopeful yeah i i'm very interested to see what they do with it i'm hope i was kind of hoping 
that they'd have like more than just the like rock music that they have in it mostly because i know that the studio that makes it i believe they're based out of japan if i remember yeah. correctly which mm-hmm. i was just like yeah, tango game works I'm like, like japan, where, yeah. where's the j-rock y'all have fucking amazing music where is that i want to see that in the game because i think that would be a really good introduction to people in the west because a lot of like because we've seen a lot um, more being popped up recently, at least before I quit. Or I, di- I didn't quit. I'm taking a hiatus from TikTok. But there was, like, a few, like, K-rock, K-pop, like, not K, J-rock and J-pop music on the app that I was hoping that we might see. Maybe in a future update, it would be kind of fun to see. Uh, because I know that there are some that are fantastic. Even, like, anime openings. So, who knows? We'll see. Have you checked like the full track list? I actually I haven't even like because I don't even really know the music that much, so I haven't really checked ahead. But I kind of assumed each of the different like regions and like mini boss areas would have their own like theme a little bit differently. So I wasn't sure if it was going to change or not because I'm still in the first uh, like first zone, I guess we'll call it. But yeah, right now the list that they have for the game is one million um, by Nine Inch Nails, Perfect Drug by Nine Inch Nails. Lonely Boy, um, which was the one in the trailer um, by the Black Keys. Invaders Must Die with um, by Prod- the Prodigy. Rolling by Joy um, for um, Formidable. And then Inazawa Chainsaw, which is Number Girl. I don't remember if that is... <laughs> And then I mean, they none all- of these mean anything to me, to well, be I know, honest. But um, and then there's also Wolfgang's Fifth Symphony, which is not a rock yeah. song for sure, but yeah. it's um still not. Yeah, I don't think. Oh, yeah, I was wrong. Yeah, um, Inazawa Chainsaw is um J Rock. Yeah, I figured they would change it up a little bit, but yeah. I will yeah. say I haven't. I haven't touched this yet. I don't know if I will. We'll see. Um, but one of the coolest things I have seen f- about this game is they posted an accessibility guide. Nice. And it details, like, every single accessibility option they provide. So you can, like, before even thinking about approaching it, you can go in knowing exactly how you can customize it to play it, mm-hmm. which I think is just incredibly cool there's like not only the extent of the options but that they they're laying it out up front exactly what you can do before you even have to touch the game yeah yeah that's really awesome yeah i'm not like an accessibility um guru or anything so i i wouldn't uh, you know dare speak on the matter but it definitely like from just approaching from somebody who just plays stuff um, like casually it, it definitely felt like even even just on the base, like, layer, like, there's a lot of stuff that they were doing to just accommodate, you know, lots of different play styles and lots of different, uh, you know, um, accessible, um, like, elements. Like, even just the fact that at any point, like, I think it's the left bumper or something, will bring up the little bar at the bottom that, like, visually shows you the beat. Everything in the world kind of moves to the beat as it is, but, like, you can at any point, like, just toggle it with a single button to to like kind of have yourself more of like an immersive experience or if you feel like you need the like actual beat counter at any point you can just bring it up so it's, it's just a lot of cool little things you, i i definitely felt like they they probably took a lot into account but i never explored mm-hmm. it myself well i i, yeah, I think like the biggest thing for rhythm games in particular is like 
how do you visually indicate and like a visual metronome is like so, such an easy solution and not a lot do it so it's really yeah. cool to see they have like such an immersive yeah. metronome option that's so cool yeah, yeah like when um for example 808 the cat that's currently joining us this evening um <laughs> will turn into a sphere that um is beside you the entire like once you actually get to 808 and they have a rhythm visualization but it's horizontal and so it'll you'll kind of see go like this but then i found out which helped me quite significantly especially if i don't have my glasses on you can change the way that the actual like rhythm visual visualization shows up so rather than horizontal you could have it just as a circle around um 808 so then it's just a full circle moving or it can be a kind of like horizontal kind of like a cylinder and then the sides just go like this so it's very like very visually appealing it makes it a lot easier um but no i went in i was checking out the accessibility um yesterday when i was playing and there's a lot available including things like the um opacity for the black bar that inst like when it comes to subtitles because some subtitles usually especially in games like this it automatically comes with a transparent background for your visual like for the subtitles which can be very difficult mm -hmm. for some people so you can change it to whatever you want it to be you can make it as dark as you want it to be you can make it invisible if you want to there's also like action voice subtitles there's context subtitles there's actual like act like full-on action subtitles and stuff like that as well so there's just so much that you can go and adjust if you want to go and do that in the game so it's very very well done um accessibility wise and i'm really happy especially with it being just a shadow drop that we see so much accessibility options because usually and i'm not trying to say that this happens with every game that's this happens with but a lot of like shadow drop games or games that come quickly to market you don't see as much accessibility and so seeing that they took so much time and effort into the accessibility portion in this game makes me very excited to see what else we can see from that studio as well as I'm hoping that this might become a set standard for games that are being released within Xbox um, just because we have seen a few games come out recently from over the past year that have a lot more accessibility options and even if they didn't PlayStation does PlayStation does it a lot with their Last of Us, God of War, For when sure. they when they came out, they have a lot a lot of and accessibility. I know Microsoft Studios has their whole a whole team to like for their in house studios to work with. Yeah. So hopefully we'll see a lot. The more pro the them. problem is that we haven't seen any Xbox game come out in the last like two years, so it's really hard <laughs> to like really gauge that at this exactly. point so like yeah. now that this game we got we got something that came out right so it's 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 kind of nice to see that one thing i want to say about high uh i was gonna say high on life that's not right uh <laughs> hi fi what's hi-fi rush i keep saying hi-fi fuse for some reason that's what i'm thinking <laughs> of um the one thing that i like about that uh about that game that they shadow dropped is the fact that they're allowed to make these kind of games the, the one of the big things that that came out last year with Pentiment, which was a Obsidian game, mm -hmm. and that game coming out from Obsidian was like, uh, like everybody loved that game that when it came out, like everybody really enjoyed it. And the same thing with this one too. It's like you know what, you you get we can have these little games that come out, 
from these yeah. bigger studios because we know that Tango's not just working on this, they're working on something else as well. But they're allowed to do these kind of different games and kind of like have these little, like, like these little experiences and these, these games that come out. And everybody's like, Yeah, like this, this fills out Game Pass, like, this fills out yeah. what Game Pass is gonna have. That's the between big, yeah. big, big releases, yeah, exactly. Like, I think, I think the big pivot to Game Pass, like. A, you know, from a strategy standpoint, lets them do like, you know, you don't have to worry about everything you drop selling gangbusters because, like, as long as it keeps somebody, you know, like, oh yeah, I'll renew my subscription because now I can play X, Y, and Z or whatever. Like, I'm just enjoying this, and my subscription rolls over. Like, that's mission accomplished as far as any of those games releasing. So, like, yeah, definitely, I think it's given them a lot more flexibility to be able to drop smaller. I because like I wonder if this game would have the same hit if it wasn't Game Pass. Yeah, that's true. Right? Like, I wonder if this game would be what it is right now if it wasn't on Game Pass, if it had, like, a $40 price tag on it or something, well, it right? Does. It does. It on, does, right? It does on Steam. Well, you can buy it elsewhere. Yeah, yeah you can buy yeah. it on Steam and on Epic. But I have heard um, really good things with it playing on Steam Deck, which I think this would be a really good Steam Deck game just because if you don't have to stream like it, like cloud gaming, which I'll probably try it on our steam deck. I don't have the purchase version with steam, but just testing that out. Um, but apparently it's fully steam deck compatible, which even having that capability, um, which you would assume that, Oh, it's a brand new game. It should be steam deck compatible. There are still brand new games that are being dropped right now that are, have no steam deck compatibility, or it's just a huge massive like who knows what, if it's going to work or not. Um, so I'm happy to hear that it is working on more than just um, co- like obviously X, um, Game Pass and then also on the PC, but it's also ha- working on the handhelds as well. Um, That's it- good on them to 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 do that. Honestly, it's good on them to make it Steam pro- Steam Deck approved. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's just yeah, like it, I, it's not a game I would have ever bought or picked up or played if it wasn't on Game Pass. So like I could at least attest to that. Like I uh, see, I'm not gonna, I I wouldn't have played it at all, but I'm playing it this weekend because it's on it's on Game Pass. Yeah, exactly. World. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it, it gives yeah, just everyone, you know, you can just try and just give it a, a go, and it's just so so nice to have that that option. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. But yeah, that is what we've been before. Oh. Before we go, before we go, there's a there's a little game that I want to talk about. Okay, a little game <laughs> that I want to talk about. Do it's a uh, it's a very it's very. I never heard about this game before, oh, like last week. Off. I forgot about and, this. Yep. And I went. I played this game for the first time. <laughs> this game. This game takes the roguelike aspect and crosses it with running a kitchen. This game was called Plate Up, folks. Plate Up. <laughs> this game is so fucking good. Like, okay. it is so good. Because you get to re... So you have 15 days you have to get through. This is, this is like... Think of, like, a roguelike where you have to get from start to finish, and then when you finish, you have a bunch of your stuff in your, in your, in your locker or whatever, and you can, like, take that into your next run, right? So the, each run is 15 days. And every time you get further and further, you unlock something new. Mm-hmm. And to to make your things run smoother, for example, right? You get to rearrange your entire restaurant. You get to rearrange your kitchen. You get to rearrange the tables. You get to, like, see, like, how many people are going to be sitting at the table and all that kind of stuff. This game is so addicting. It's so much fun. And I feel like more people need to play this game. I know a lot of people already play this game, so that's probably just preaching to the choir at this point. But, like, damn, it's it's a good fucking game. It's a good game. I'm not a big roguelike 
person, but like there's two games that have hit for me, Hades and this one, which yeah. are two gigantically different genres <laughs> when I, it comes to content. Yeah, I, I love roguelike stuff, and I also love, like, I don't know what to call these, but like these chaos co-op type, couch co-op-y type things, like, I love all those games, like all the, the cook serve delicious is, there's space lines from the far out, which is like this, but you are running like a space airline, so you gotta like, stall chairs, and like you pick up passengers, and like you're feeding them like dinners on the fly but your ships like falling apart the whole time so there's like all these all these games like this like i, I love that whole genre of game I, I, there's probably a title for it out there somewhere but yeah so i'm, I'm really glad you like played out it was so much fun watching you just like lost track of time you do i'll be like four the morning trying like we were just amazing. playing this game um i love overcooked as well overcooked is one of my one of my favorite games but this game just overtakes overcooked because we yeah. have that like that aspect of like messing stuff around you kind of do it the way you want to do it yeah I, I think that's one of the things that kind of takes it over for me but again overcooked is a really good game too i, I recommend overcooked as well but overcooked is more of like it's the mario right it's like you go to world one world two world three this one is like the hades version of like fucking cooking <laughs> food where you're making pizzas and you're making you have like, like once you get a freezer you can store the pizza so you don't have to worry about making more pizzas yeah. later on if you ever get into trouble it's, it's just it's just really really well done yeah, yeah. And there's so much to unlock, too. Like, you haven't even scratched the surface, I don't think. But you get all kinds was, of conveyor belts and automation. Yeah, I was stuff. watching like, auto- like I was watching somebody, they were like, automating the entire thing, and I'm like, what? Yeah. The-? Like, you yeah. were just standing there doing nothing. <laughs> and everything was just getting made. I was just like, oh my god. Yeah, they're crazy. Some, some crazy, some crazy characters. <laughs> and the, the dev has also been really good. Like, there's been a ton of free updates, like, since its launch, which is really always awesome to see. But, like, they've added tons of more recipes like and new decorations and all kinds of stuff for different holidays and things so it's been really cool that that is great game great game yeah. recommend it yeah you two should play it um mostly because <laughs> like yeah. every so often lucas is like you want to play played up and i'm like you have something i guess played up is, is, there, is there a problem no i don't know she doesn't like it she doesn't like it I, like you I'm, like cook right, delicious not, or whatever the hell it's called, I right? Love, I love cook serve delicious. This is okay. not cook serve delicious, by the way. This is <laughs> a different. This is a plays different. Mind you, am I good at played up? I would like to say yeah, yeah, I am. I always play the <laughs> server and I fucking rock it from start to finish. And I think like we like Lucas and I have beaten it twice. Um. And I we also played with Lucas's brother Alex um, during the Christmas. Kirk serve right? No, played up. Oh, played up, played up. Okay, and we played up. So y'all should play. I will be happy to watch you two play this, and you guys can play with other people. I will just randomly hop in and just randomly eat at your restaurant, and then you can just judge me again for not eating red meat like you did with Hapro on your freaking stream. And on that freaking note, <laughs> um, since Sly is taking a quick. Um, hop away I thought this would be a great opportunity to start talking about what we've been watching and I know the three of us have been watching The Last of Us um, so there's two episodes currently oh my god there's just the like the thing is hopping all around in the show notes oh, but oh, yeah that was me. okay but yeah we've been all watching The Last of Us um, the oh my goodness I so far and I don't want to go into it in too much depth because obviously I don't want to like I want to avoid spoilers um but 
It's weird not spoiling this this show because the game has been out since 2000, whatever. Yeah. 2013, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like it's so hard. It's been out for 10 years now at this point. But I I, I understand. I understand. Yeah, it's just like I I It's like, like people it's like it's like people with Final Fantasy 7 remake. It's like I can't spoil Final Fantasy 7 remake. <laughs> Final Fantasy 7's been out for like 30 years at this point. <laughs> oh my god. And I oh my I've I've just been really impressed, and I, you know what? I'm gonna talk about one particular point of it. The beginning of the freaking episodes have been so. They're my favorite parts. On like I honestly, I could take the rest of like the rest of the show is phenomenal. Don't get me wrong. Before you come at me, but the beginning conversations and getting more information about that world has been so phenomenal. Like the beginning, I know you guys talked about it last episode with the two um, scientists going on to that talk show and discussing like what would have to happen for a specific like apocalypse or like um, this pandemic to start. And yeah, the cold opens. Yeah, yeah the, the cold, cold opens. opens. Yeah. The cold opens yeah. been so freaking good. And then just this ep- last episode where they bring in this um, doctor, like a doctor slash professor from university and they get her thoughts on what's happening. It's agreed. Carlos um, in the chat says so haunting. It is terrifying to the point. I saw someone post on Twitter that they're actually a microbiologist and they went to their boss to talk about what's going on in the show and the setting and the premise and the, he's just like, that's terrifying because it's so accurate. Like, this is what would have to happen for something like this to occur. And it's just, it's so well done. By the way, the actors, killing it. Yeah, the... The bomb. Uh, the bomb. Yeah. No, no, I, I have loved the, loved the series so far. I'm, I uh, I think what, what everything that they've tried to do uh, with the show, they've nailed so far uh, in the show. I'm very excited for the next episode because uh, we get we get Frank and Bill, which I'm very very excited about. Uh, it's somebody that is very interesting in the game, so I'm excited to see how they how they portray that. It looks like they go back and forth, which is kind of cool from the past to the future, past to the future, which is neat. I think they're interweaving it together. It just got renewed today for the second season mm, for the Last of Us. Uh, so I guess so. The second season apparently is going to be part two. Uh, so it's gonna be the second game, which is gonna be interesting of how they how they do it because like how that game is structured, I don't know will it work with TV or how they're gonna do it with TV mm-hmm. uh, because of like how that game how it goes from the beginning, you do that part back to the beginning or back to the beginning again and then go go forward again. So we'll see how that one goes, but um, yeah, I. Yeah, I'm going to have to ask one of you, either in the audience, people listening to this after, Harv, Sly, if you want to stream it, by all means. I need one of you to stream this game so I can, because I already had the what, first- part two? Uh, part one, like part two. I already know what happens in part one because someone asked me to join their stream a number of years ago. I hopped onto their stream and checked it out, and it was the last 30 minutes of the fucking Last of Us game. And so I don't know what happens in two. I know for a fact there was a lot of controversy associated with it. I well, there's just... no co- there's no controversy. People are just being dumb. That there's no controversy. I They're mean... just like people think like they they. It's like 
they didn't want it the way they wanted to, the story to go. And so the people are being mad about that. I think that's what it really what it is. You know, there's two words. I, that's life. I think I think because people didn't want it to go the way that the, the people created the story, because like, it's not a story that you can change anything. It's a story you just experience. That's the way that I see The Last of Us. That's the way I see God of War, The Last of Us, mm-hmm. all the other games. It's like you're not dictating anything in the story. You're just experiencing the story. Yeah, for myself, it was just more on the lines of like seeing a voice actor being blamed for the actions of the creators of the show was a little bit. I'm just talking about the game itself. I'm not talking about the stuff around the game. Oh, I'm, I'm talking just, about the I'm game I'm talking itself. about what happened with Laura Bailey because that oh, was okay, 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 that okay. was just. Yeah, yeah, no, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That um, was really bad. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, 100%. no. I, I, like I said, I don't know what happened in that game, and for that reason. Yeah, yeah. Game wise, yeah. Yeah. So I'll definitely have to check it out, see what's going on. Um, because I personally I don't plan on playing it. Um, it's just not my type of game. I I don't know if I've Last of Us. I don't know if I'm emotionally ready to go back into the Last of Us Part Two again. Because whole I have never went back to that game. Son of a bitch. I played that game once and then I never went back to it. And I was like, I want to get the platinum, but I can never put myself back into that into that world again. That's so re- fair. I just, I was just so, I was just emotionally drained after it. Yeah, I, I, no, I definitely, I like I said, I don't, I don't plan on. I tried to play The Last of Us. I could not play The Last of Us. Um, I made it to actually. Fun fact: I made it exactly where the second episode ended. That is where I finished my like my gameplay of The Last of Us. So where we ended off the last episode, I do I do find it very interesting that they changed that particular scenario up from the raiders in the, I guess the town hall slash like courthouse to what would happen in this latest episode. Um, but I'm very interested to see. Sorry, hair is being weird. Um, <laughs> it's just. No, overall, I, I'm interested to see where they take the rest of it. Um, I'm personally just really excited because it gives me more hope for zombie-related content because I gave up on it a long time ago. Um, it's I've just, over the past few years, I've been so burnt out on zombies that I just could not get interested in anything coming out zombie-related. And it just, like, no interest. And so this is actually getting me back into it, mostly because we're getting to a realm where it's feeling more realistic. Um, I just before we continue, I just want to get Lucas's thoughts because I know I told him to watch The Last of Us, um, and I was just like, "Hey, you should watch this before com- coming on the podcast." What do you think of the first two episodes? Uh, well, I only watched the first episode. I haven't got around to watching the second one yet. But um, yeah, I mean, I. I... I like it. I, I only played the first Last of Us and it was like way back when it came out. So my memory of it, like other than like the major like plot points, but like it's not a not something that's like, I don't know, super fresh in my mind or anything. So like I, I've enjoyed it so far, um, but I don't know. It's it's uh, it's definitely like well put together. I don't know. It's it's hard to hard for me to give a, an opinion after after one episode. Um, I'm more curious, like how like how much of it is put together to like for people who've played the game to watch and how much of it they thought about it as like, you know, just going to be its own standalone experience. 
Um, so I'll probably watch it. I, I, I just not something I was interested into it leading up anyway. So I don't know. Fair. Yeah. Um, I, I thought I was going to watch it eventually. Um, and then we got the announcement for season two and seeing my gut reaction to hearing that. I don't, I don't know if I'll even start the first season i haven't played these games like Mm -hmm. fisa they're just not my my cup of tea in in general um but the experience of being a visibly trans person online in the game sphere when part two dropped Mm -hmm. was not pleasant or comfortable and i had to do a lot of emotional labor um around my existence because of the culture of games when that happened and that was really soured my opinion on the franchise so i i think this is one i'm just going to accept that i'm gonna skip and i i really i i want to enjoy it i want to advocate for more video game adaptations i i love that we're finally seeing the viability of video games stories being told in other mediums and that's being legitimized so Mm -hmm. i really do want to support this this is just not the franchise i think i can do it with yeah that's fair yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah well no i really appreciate um you talking about that um like i said i personally i don't recall anything about the last of us 2 mostly just because there's just and this is gonna sound very. I imagine it's gonna sound very rude. There's just so many other things on my radar that it just did not mm-hmm. stick with me or resonate with me at all. That to the point where I'm just like I, and it's probably going back to the zombie fatigue and just like there's so many other things that I'm more interested in. Um, I I'm very curious to see what they do with it because they do seem to be sticking with the story, but then also. Sp- like moving away from it as well so there could be changes i'm not going to say that that's going to happen and i don't want you to go into it expecting something to change um and so i don't want to say like oh it's going to change like totally no i'm gonna i'm not going to say that but there have been a lot of changes in the show compared to the games um from at least my knowledge and my like i guess just overall knowledge of the game so hopefully they learned from the reaction because I do remember people's gut reactions when the last of us two was released. So hopefully they make the, like the correct adjustments to be able to rectify that specific scenario, because I don't think it's going to do well if it continues to go down that particular path. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, definitely appreciate that. Um, like, like I said, I appreciate you um, sharing that with us. Um, but yeah, let's get into something that you've done over the past week, Sly. How was Lone Star <laughs> season four? <laughs> is this is this okay. the one with Rob Lowe? This is the one with Rob Lowe. Okay. And that's not commercials for Rob this. Rob Lowe have a week. <laughs> um, so yeah, Lone Star nine one one Lone Star season four premiered this week it's moved to tuesdays which i think is an excellent choice so that og and lone star are no longer competing back to back on uh, monday nights 
That's been great. Um, This episode had a lot. There were choices made. There was bold choices. There was a lot of claims that the choices made have been set up since season one, which is just like not true. But, you know, good for you. There was a storyline that I'm sure might have been mentioned in the writer's room at the beginning or something, but it was never on screen. And they've been like, we've planned this since the beginning. And I'm just like, no, no, you haven't. But okay, whatever. Not the point. Um, the point is, Rob Lowe has been Rob Lowing the past couple seasons of Lone Star and making some choices. And his character has been doing some things. Um, and they really came to a head this episode. To the point where, as somebody who has personally avoided... 911 Twitter for the life of me, not tweeting about it, not interacting with it on Twitter. Um, if you want my thoughts on the season four premiere, you can go to my Twitter to see my tweets about Rob Lowe's character um, and the choices they made with him in that episode. Uh, it was not surprising, but it was disappointing. That's Wait, is he say. is he is he getting like written out of the show or is he still in the show? God, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, if they wrote Rob Lowe out of is Rob has I'm Rob Lowe lost his cachet? <laughs> no, they okay. So much of the the problem with nine one one as a franchise is the audience is split between an older, more conservative crowd and mm. younger more liberal crowd and balancing (laughs) those two reactions the problem with lone star of like season three season four era is that they have forgotten what the definition of ensemble show is um and it's been to the detriment of the show that owen strand which is roblo's character has to be involved in every single storyline basically and it's just oversaturation he's getting into storylines where he doesn't need to be and it's taking away from the incredibly talented wonderful rich ensemble cast they have behind them and like i have, I, I I have a question wanting him written off i have a question it was, yeah, is Rob Lowe from the first one and now he's gone to the second one no okay okay so, so the just... premise of the second one was Rob Lowe's character was a firefighter in New York. Something happened with his son. He gets a job offer to rebuild a station in Texas and he takes it. And so him and his son moved to Texas to rebuild a firehouse that had a, a big tragedy. They had um, most of their crew die. Um, and that's the setup for the show. So it has very little connection to 911 character wise they've done like some crossovers like the characters like know yeah. each other but like story wise it's it's like the CSI crossovers that you would get from like the different mm-hmm. cities yes. and stuff yeah. yeah man i just i want lone star season 3 to freaking come on disney plus because mm-hmm. there's like no way for canadians to watch it without downloading it illegally and i don't want to do that i just want to watch it when it does fee i need your reactions to season three episode (laughs) five 
Okay, season three, episode five. Absolutely. Disney Plus, get on your shit. That was <laughs> uh, that also Abbott <laughs> Elementary. Disney Plus, get on your shit. Just yes. that and Abbott Elementary because season one's on there, but they don't they haven't uploaded season two. And I'm like, come on. Mm-hmm. I just want I just want to watch these shows. What are you doing? And then it's just like I usually what happens with nine one one is they usually release it in May or June on Disney Plus, and they did that with nine one one. But they didn't mm-hmm. do that with Lone Star. What the fuck am I supposed to do now? Are they just waiting until season three and they just like dumped two seasons? Which like I wouldn't complain. Mm-hmm. But yeah, who knows? Interesting. Damn yeah. you, Fox. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to say I haven't I haven't watched it yet. But shout out to Accused. I'm so excited to check it out. Marley Matlin directorial debut. The one thing Fox did right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, oh, yeah. I'll have to check that out as well. There's so many shows to check out currently. Um, yeah. I gotta many. start, I gotta start season two of White Lotus soon here. Oh my goodness. At some point. <laughs> That's like- I wish I could watch more stuff. Like, I'm just incapable of, like, putting something on in the background or doing anything else at all. So, like, I'm always so behind on TV shows, movies, anything like that because it's, like, a dedicated activity I have to put 100% of my time in. Yeah. But I feel like everyone else is just like, oh, like, I'm doing this. Like, I'm putting this on while I'm working. uh, I've gotten away from it now. I've gotten away from it. Now, like... The most shows I'll watch is when Fee puts it on when we're working or something, and then she'll <laughs> yeah. just put something on, and I'm like, that's the extent of, like, shows that I'll watch now at this point, because, like, one, it, man, it's such a commitment to pl- watch these shows, yeah. and two, I don't watch movies very often, because, like, I feel like I don't get that much fulfillment out of movies mm. when it comes to, like, compared to TV shows, because with TV shows, you can have a character, and you can, like, have this arc, and this yeah. arc feels mm-hmm. satisfying to have, like, after, like, a whole season kind of type yeah. thing. In a, sh- in a in a movie, it's like two hours. You're like, well, okay, I guess that I guess that was something. <laughs> guess yeah. we went through something there yeah. for for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, it's, it's it's the the problem is time. It's time consuming. That's that's where I that's yeah. where I am. Oh, every- but when I get into a show, I fucking get into a show. That's the that's the problem too. I have that yeah. like I have that addicting personality when I get to that show, right? Yeah. And it's just I like and then, <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like I'm, I'm fucking I'm on this Reddit. I'm on the fucking YouTube videos afterwards. <laughs> Same. <laughs> on the wikis you're just going through the icebergs you're doing all this. Like, oh my it, god it drives me slightly nuts sometimes because like lucas and I, like we watched one recently and it was called pressure cooker it's a netflix um show and it's really great it's like if you took big brother and made a cooking show out of it so you have like um 12 um chefs go into a house each week or each like time they get um voted out um and there's like secret testing like tease testing all this other stuff and lucas like can't handle watching more than like two episodes where i this is i could watch the entire season in one sitting and this is this is the big thing between fee and i as well it's like she'll put on like the circle and i'm like that first, that first time we watched Circle, I was fucking addicted. This this second season, I'm like, I have zero interest in any of these. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. This season it's... apparently gets good again with the latest season. Apparently, the latest season's like really good, but like this season that we've been watching, Do you like, think I'd be able to tolerate the latest season of the Circle. I haven't watched any of the Circle, but one of one of the deaf creators that I follow, I'm a fan of, was yeah. on the latest season, and I'm like. 
would I even be able to sit through the show? <laughs> Sly, here's here's what I will do for you. I'm going to skip okay. the rest of the shit, which is the last few okay. seasons, and I will watch the latest season. I will give you a rating out of ten next week because it's probably going to only Perfect. take me a week. Perfect. We we're good. Thank you. We oh, love man. to see it. I'll, I'll watch it tangentially. No, it's just no. But on the random side, no, it's just like. Lucas what he'll do because Netflix loves to do this they're just like they'll get to like the very end of the episode and so obviously there's certain mm -hmm. things that it's just like we don't know who's getting voted out or like what's happening and Lucas is just like turns it off and I'm like no we're gonna find out who gets voted out and then I... we'll do whatever you want to do like if you want to go play board games do you want to play go play video games we'll go do that just let me have this 10 minutes to find out who gets eliminated oh or like but that's like so much of the enjoyment is like then you can spend the next day or two or however until you get no. back to it thinking Absolutely. like oh like all the machinations that have gone on so and like, trying to so like, has... see it all figure it out so the question has, is it is like has... no i gotta watch so the question is, has the Netflix model been a detriment to the formula that is the reality show yeah. where you have you where you get something after every episode, but you can't ruminate with it after every week? Here's yeah. the thing. I used to I used to be a die hard big like a big brother fan i watched tuesday nights i, I watched wednesday nights i watched oh thursday nights and then i watched saturday nights for the um hoh competition okay so so my yes. sister okay side note my sister picks we're gonna go pick we'll go see my parents on yeah. sundays my sister picks me up and we go go see them and then she's like so like what have you been watching and stuff like that she's like i've been watching big big boss or big brother india i'm just like Oh my fucking god! And then for the next like thirty or forty-five minutes, I'm sitting there listening to her trying to just explain to me Big Brother India, and I'm like, I I just so I can't, good. I just can't. <laughs> Guys, I was like obsessed. I watched it every night. I was like on it like gangbusters. I wouldn't like you could not like. I think from like season like four to like twelve or thirteen, I watched it consistently, and I was a diehard fan. And so like. That stuff I loved. And now I'm just like, wait a second. I don't need to wait. I can just watch all of it now. I'm just like, why not? And so, like, I, I just have a problem. I will... This is why I was able to watch Downton Abbey in like three weeks. I was just like, watch... Like, every time... Well, the, the, thing about, the thing about Downton Abbey, it's, it's, been, it's old now, though. Like, so you can. Correct. But, like, it's even... not like you're, you're catching up like Sly and I did when we had to, like, wait every single time where a new season oh, came I out. I didn't watch it until season six was out. Oh, no. I, I, I waited. through all of it. Oh, that was I had to like, wait. mid high school. So, yeah. like, I, like, for oh. me personally. The last two seasons, I had to wait, and it was brutal every single season. I watched Downton through the, like, complete box set that my best friend Shelby had. Oh. <laughs> Class envy, envy. Not only have I did it like last week, last Friday, that 90s show came out. I'm not even gonna talk about that 90s show until later on. I watched the entirety of that 90s show on Friday, and then I'm one episode away from finishing the Japanese macabre by Jinji Ito. And that was in the span of 48 hours. And I don't care. Like I just like I consume content so quickly. It's just I I have to have something on at all times. So I I came to a realization, yeah, because you went through Seinfeld in fucking like two like oh, a week and a half, and there's like three hundred episodes of that. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. There's the, so where I had the eureka moment, why I don't binge stuff anymore at this at this point, where I don't like binge 
smaller things. The yeah. things that have like eight episodes or like seven episodes. It was Sons of Anarchy. When I watched that show, I watched that show from start to finish, and I have no idea what the fuck happened in that show. I couldn't even <laughs> tell you what happened because I was just going episode, episode, episode. I can't even tell you what happened the first two seasons. I, I, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I could rewatch those three episodes, like the first three seasons. I could tell you these are all new to me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I just forget everything because like, I'm not, I can't process it. I just keep keep going. <laughs> no, I just like I don't know. I I, I like the, it's one of those things. Like the genie's definitely out of the bottle, and like I don't think it'll ever go back to like like some sometimes some releases do like you know like like even The Last of Us is you know putting out one episode at a time or whatever. Like because of the way it, you know with being on HBO. The Marvels. Yeah, but like yeah, like I I I do think some you know just the. Yeah, dumping the whole series at once onto like a streaming service. I don't, I don't know. I, I wish it wasn't like that because you know I do, I I really enjoy like having the conversations. Like I remember growing yeah. up you know, watching Survivor or or even like more even even stuff, um, even non reality stuff. Like even just like, um, like we watched Dexter for instance. That was a big one that my family watched. But it was just like fun being able to like speculate and stuff for like a whole I, week and like really I kind of digest. I love that stuff. I remember watching Deadwood back in the day when that came when that show came out, yeah. and just watching like two episodes, and be like, "What do you think I think is going to happen to the third episode?" You can have this conversation exactly, that'll dictate yeah. pretty much like half of the week, and then by the time the conversation is over, oh, we're ready for another. Now you episode. get to yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah we're yeah. ready for uh, another episode. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, I I much more enjoy that style of content. Like Fiona says, like. If we watch two episodes of something back to back, like I'm like tapping out by the end of the second episode. I'm just like, that's enough for me. Like I want to like sit and think on it, and like you know, it can build up. And tomorrow, like I could be you know thinking about it throughout the day. Like oh, we'll check out that episode like tonight or whatever. I don't know. I just prefer that paced out like like style. Of I content, can't handle sure. it. I can't handle it. It's, <laughs> it just stresses me out. Yeah. No. Um. But yeah, what else have you been watching, Lucas? Uh, well, you and I watched everything everywhere all at once. I guess that's the other big thing to, to talk about. Have you guys seen it, Sly? I have not. Oh, wait. I have not. I really want oh. to. I just have been in a place where, like, like the amount of, like, the types of stories I can handle are really limited. And yeah. I want to save it for when I can enjoy it and savor it and appreciate the story. So I've been holding off. But I'm totally. just, like so happy to see everybody loving and enjoying it yeah yeah well i mean i guess i won't talk too much about like any specifics but it was like when we were getting our new tv like we were like i was on the hunt for something like to watch like when we first got it and i was like you know, i want something 4k and whatever like you know to something that would be like pretty spectacular to watch and i, I settled on that because fiona and i almost went to see it in theaters a couple times and just never picked a date to go to do it so it was something i'd been thinking about for a while and then it won like in whatever award it won like pretty much right as we were getting our tv too so i was like okay this feels like the right the right time the right the, the right thing so yeah it was really it was um just yeah really good really engaging movie like for the actors it it's like i guess you know some of what it's about 
then I don't want to. I'm trying not to spoil too much. Go too well, the, the most that I saw of this was uh, on an airplane when I was coming back from Boston. I was sitting behind somebody that was watching it, and that's how <laughs> I watched it. Oh, nice. Uh, so I the watched it through. Yeah, yeah. I, I just watched <laughs> it through uh, through subtitles and yeah. no audio whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, like, without getting too much into it, like, it's got this whole, like, multiverse-type thing going on with it. And it was just really, like, um, it was really a tour de force for a lot of the actors, I think, to, like, play different versions of themselves from, like, different universes, essentially. But, like, just through their acting and through their mannerisms alone, like, you you got to know, like, hey, this is, okay, this is the Raymond from this universe. And you could tell, like, him just switching his posture and stuff immediately. Like, it was just so so really engaging to watch the actors like play out all these characters like different like just slight variations of the same character but still yeah they just they just uh, nailed all the nuances for all that stuff the guy um, uh it's raymond right that's, raymond, that's in yeah. there yeah he he was he's short round right from yes, he was. the old indiana jones he and then he's yeah okay that's the same he's yeah. also in the goonies yeah goonies yeah that's where he was also yeah yeah. yeah, so that was, and the other, the other, again, I'm trying not to spoil too much, but the other thing that was really engaging for me, I find, I'm, I'm, I guess not a stickler, maybe I'm a stickler, but I find it very hard to enjoy stuff when they're just like hand wave away a lot of like magic or like superpowers or things like that that are just like, oh yeah, this is how this universe works or whatever. Like I have that, that kind of hang up when it comes to like Harry Potter, for instance, like I never grew up with Harry Potter stuff. And anytime I see stuff from that universe, I'm always just like, okay, like I get that there's some rules to this, but it also just feels like <laughs> whatever rules are going to apply at any given time is just what's convenient for the characters in that scene. So it drives that me crazy. Is great as a third grader. Yeah. <laughs> and if you didn't experience it at like a third grade yeah. level, I don't think I I understand why people don't have like an a love or affection for that series if you experienced it like at any <laughs> other age. Yeah, it's exactly. like why it's like why why are these chess pieces just moving? What, what is <laughs> why don't you right Why now? don't you get off the horse? And, <laughs> yeah, like, is, uh, but, yeah. So, but but yeah. So like this one dances that line of like I think they they approach everything in a way that like makes sense within this universe or multiverse, I guess. Um, but at the same time, still have it be like whimsical and fun and like and, and exciting and like things can change on a dime and stuff. But it always feels like they got there in a logical way or they got there in a way that like made sense within the characters that how the characters are acting and what the characters are capable of and stuff. So it always felt really cool. If anything, like it was like Carv said a bit earlier, it was a little almost accelerated. Like it felt like if this was like a 10 episode series, they could have done a lot more with it, but it felt like you know, getting from point A to point B to point C in, like, two hours or whatever it was. Like, it felt like, okay, they kind of definitely, like, pushed this forward faster than you might have expected in some ways, but it was, yeah, it was super, super enjoyable. Yeah, I I absolutely love the movie. Um, As someone who has had a a little bit of a rough relationship with my own mother um, watching this movie, um, really, like, I... Not, I'm, I can I can hands down say I cried for a solid hour after this movie like I couldn't stop like I was even like trying to like stop in some absolutely not um, it was just so well done and um, I also agree with Seth in the chat um, Kihu um, Kwan who played um, um, Waymond in the actual movie 
I am so freaking happy we're seeing this renaissance of him and Brendan Fraser because yeah. it's just these two are such like beautiful people. Like they are so humble, they are so kind, they're like they're just just happy to be there and being included in the conversation and seeing them interact with these like famous um there was an interview recently and it was like actors interviewing actors and it was the Adam just, Sandler like, one. Yeah. The Adam Sandler. And then they also had um, Colin Farrell and just, just like all these actors who were like, we love you. And they're just like, no, like I love you. Like, I don't understand. Like I like they were on the outside and then seeing them like join back in and being like recognized for all their phenomenal work. And then finally getting like, their name out there like he had a whole inner like he talked about the fact that he like was like he just didn't get any jobs for 30 years like he tried his best like he was consistently trying to get his name out there and he just felt like he was gonna give up because just no one was giving him an opportunity and then once this movie was being created and they're like we want you and he was like just seeing them reacting and then oh god it's just beautiful to see their relation even like in the awards like it's award season and those two like they every time they see each other they're just like oh my god and those like they act like they haven't seen each other even if though it's been like two days since they've seen each other because they did some sort of press um release or they did something in regards to like the oscars or the emmys or the academy Award, like whatever it was those two are like constantly um, at each other's hip right now and it's just really nice and then obviously Michelle Yeoh is phenomenal in that she was so good in Crazy Rich Asians and then seeing her in this movie it's just like a completely different side of the character like how she can act and like just her the broad Mm -hmm. spectrum of who she is and Stephanie's acting as well is also insane. Um, obviously, Jamie Lee Curtis doesn't like you don't even need to like say anything about Jamie Lee Curtis because she's just really fantastic. But no, just overall, this movie is hands down one of my favorite movies I've seen in a very long time. And this comes from someone who watches stuff regularly. So I can hands down like this is a seal of approval. This is a freaking so the fee, the fee approval. Yeah, fee approval, like stamp. No, I. I personally can't, I, I will be honest, I, like, just a random side note, I do not plan on watching Brendan Fraser's new movie, um, because I... Oh, The Whale? I can't. I cannot do it. I, like, and it's not because I don't think it's going to be a good film, it's because of how depressing it looks, and just, like, the emotions there. So, I I, I just wanted to say Brendan Fraser's name just a few times, because I think he's fantastic, and I absolutely adore him. But, yeah, um, very good movie. Um, but yeah, is there anything else that you want to share that you've been watching before we continue? Okay, Okay. cool. Um, yeah, I guess I'll talk about the last thing I've been watching, which is a show I started watching specifically because I watched Seinfeld, which is comedians (laughs) and cars, um, getting coffee with Jerry, um, Seinfeld. And this show, I am shocked by how much I enjoy it. Um, usually the episodes range from between 15 to 25 minutes, depending on the person he has in his vehicle. And it's just all the, like, he constantly says on the show, I don't like talking to anybody else but comedians. And so he just has a lot of comedians on. And I didn't realize how much of a, like, it was just a way to be introduced to, like, comedians that I just either wasn't familiar with or just also seeing these like massive legends in a conversational setting like one of the last 
recorded interviews that um, Jerry Lewis, who is a phenomenal comedian, ever did was comedians in cars getting coffee. Um, and he passed away. Um, and there's just a number of other people as well who are on the show that we are never going to like see anything else from them because that was like one of their later, like one of their last recordings or one of the last things that they specifically did. And it's just really nice to see them communicating. And I appreciate the way that his communication style is because it's, I'm going to like, I know I just specifically mentioned him, but like, Oh, continue. Sorry. I think, I think there was an episode of with Eddie Murphy in one of them and just like learning about how they all got like you know their breaks and stuff like that they're all the same like they're almost the same thing where there's like they're in small comedy clubs they're trying to make it and they're all like and they're like all locally in like new york or something so they all know each other from like way back then Mm -hmm. as well so it's like just knowing about their experiences and stuff like that the Eddie Murphy episode was really, really well done. I, I when he went to like, I think they went to like lunch or something like that as well. Yes, it was really well done. Yeah, and it's really interesting to see how Eddie Murphy communicates because we all all know him as this very like vibrant, like over the top kind of character. But him in interviews, he's usually very like reserved and he doesn't really make that many jokes. Like he'll have a conversation with you, but he doesn't get like really excited. But the entire time that, like, he didn't miss a beat when he was hanging out with Jerry. Like, was actually seeing, like, the comedian um, Eddie Murphy, but also seeing, like, him just being him his normal self. Because I feel like he's not a huge fan of interviews. I think he has mentioned the fact he doesn't like interviews. And so him going on the show and being, like, feeling comfortable enough to be that way. And, yeah, Jerry, like, jokes around. And I, I'm going to be honest, and this is going to be hot takes for the people he would say like Jerry Springer's a dick, blah 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 blah. I'm just like he knows he's a jerk. Like he's very like, this is who I am. This is what I like, and if this is not what I like, I'm not gonna deal with it. Like that's the whole reason why he doesn't want to do a talk show because he's just like I don't want to talk to people who bore me. I'm not gonna sit there for 50 minutes trying to pretend like I care about what you're saying. Like this is why he does the show. And yeah, it's a little bit abrasive. And usually I don't go for. I'm not usually interested in more abrasive content, but it's just very like. It's being able to see these people in like a different light and just having seeing them in more like a conversational setting rather than like, hey, what's your new movie? Fantastic. How's comedy? When's your next release? Fantastic. We're going to go commercial. Bye. And then that's it. And it's just. Yeah, because they don't talk about their future things anymore. This is just about like. Yeah, but like it's mostly just like how they got like, you know, where they are and their life is just general. The Steve Harvey episode is really, really fucking Mm. good too. Uh, the Obama one's really good yeah. as well. That was they just took they just took a ride around the, inside the White House parking lot, pretty much. Yeah, and they go, constantly go to like the security guard, and he's yeah. like, "No, like since you're driving, Barack, he'll he'll let us out." And he's just like, "Sir, I can't let you out of this um facility. Like, I can't let you out of I'm like I can't let you pass the gate." And he's just like, "Well, I tried." Um, and <laughs> no, it's. I I like the fact that also kind of seeing like how like you were talking about the relationship with other comedians because I know I think it was the Dave Chappelle episode he was talking about Tracy Morgan and the fact that he like loves baseball franks because he went over to like it was either Chappelle like it was someone's home and like apparently Tracy Jordan went over and like was talking about the like the baseball franks like hot dogs because of the barbecue and then Tracy um, Morgan, they, the next episode, like a few episodes later, they go to a grocery store so he can go buy hot dogs. I don't understand, like, the 
I also know that the way that Netflix has it released in a different order, it's definitely different than what the actual seasons are, but I digress. No, it's just very interesting to see how he communicates with like certain um, people. Like I know his energy with Ricky Gervais is definitely different than how he was talking to Jerry Lewis. And rather than treating him like, oh, you're a senior citizen, they go out to a, um, a Waffle House and they have a conversation about all these like phenomenal like comedians that he used to know. Um, and then we had like Einstein who was on there, who um, not Albert Einstein. It was Bobby Einstein, who is a. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He passed away recently, too, I think. 2019. Uh, yeah. 2019. Yeah. yeah. Which is a very, very deep voice. Yeah. I think he was. um something with like daredevil something yeah he was like a full-on stunt double for like, <laughs> yeah. comedians he would just like do yeah. random shit where he'd like get hit by a train like a car and stuff like that and he would just he said like, uh he's uh larry david one of his best friends of kirby enthusiasm it's yes. so good yeah it's he's so good. one of the co-writers yeah and it's just <laughs> very curious to see like just it's absurd and also hearing his story about how his dad died in the middle of a com- comedy event like he did a set he sat down he put his head on a table and died just terrible like anyway i digress if you want to see like comedians have very fun conversations um and them constantly picking on jerry for being on a subpar um (laughs) show a sub um um, just sitcom then definitely check out (laughs) comedians and cars getting coffee all right so I think that's everything we've watched. Um, we'll get into what we've been listening to. We'll start off with Lucas. What have you been listening to? Uh, well, I don't have much for this because I'm not. Uh, I don't listen to too much. Um, the only thing that I could think, um, and it kind of comes back to uh, our TV uh, conversation, is I, I listen. The one podcast I listen to regularly is a podcast called Mission Log. Um, it's been going on since uh, 2012. Um, but basically it's two guys and they basically watch every episode every week is them watching an episode of Star Trek. Uh, and then they basically just talk about it, break it down. You know, they'll go like over fun facts of, you know, like the production, you know, behind the scenes type stuff that they they've learned about or researched to know about. Um, and then they'll talk about, you know, what kind of morals or messages is the show trying to portray and things like that. So it really comes back to that whole conversation about how I really like to like watch an episode and like let it sink in and, and do it. So it's very fun to watch. I've been watching, like they've gone through everything. Like I said, they've been doing this since 2012. So they're now in Voyager. Um, I started joining and listening to them when they were going through um, uh the next generation so i watched the next generation basically along with them i watched uh ds9 uh, along with them and uh, so now i'm going through voyager basically with them uh and yeah it's just it's just a fun like uh, way to listen and to kind of stretch out the enjoyment of some of this old star trek stuff um so yeah that's uh that's that's my go-to podcast i highly recommend it if you're interested at all in, in star trek especially like the like i said the older stuff that they're mm-hmm. on now um it's it's nice. super super enjoyable just to kind of you know sometimes a lot of these episodes um are kind of just feel like they're you know one and throw away like you just saw it on tv once and you never really think about it but you know they give they watch every episode several times over you know really think about it you know think about the you know what these mean for the characters in the show and what uh you know how it reflects on humanity and a lot of what kind of you know the vision of star trek is um so yeah it's just really really enjoyable and i i love just 
you know, being able to watch an episode and, and kind of almost have a virtual conversation with them in a way, like, you know, you kind of feel like you're in the room there listening to them, kind of being part you of that. a book club. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's just a very, a book club style uh, show. So yeah, that's been my go-to. It's been my go-to for a long time. And uh, I'm always a little bit behind on that. So I, I find ever since, I used to take the bus a lot um, before I had a, a car. So mm-hmm. um, on the bus, I used to have a lot more podcast stuff going on. But um, but uh, ever since I started driving and my trips are shorter than they used to be, I don't get to listen to a lot of podcasts. That's the one. That's one of the things. It's really tough now to like listen to that kind of stuff because like I don't have really. I have I commute one day a week now to work and like that's it. And it's like I just listen to music because like music is my number one thing. Like that that is where I have my equilibrium. And it's so hard to like listen to like a lot of the podcasts and stuff like that anymore. But I don't slide. You listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah, I used to listen more. Um, like you said, like not. A, not commuting anywhere, and B, not guarding anywhere. When I was a lifeguard, like, I'd have podcasts playing on, we had a little speaker on the guard chair, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I was just, like, listening to podcasts, like, 24-7, basically, while I was living, like, um, at college. But yeah, um, like I previously mentioned, as I, as I quote put in the show doc we have here, rolling with difficulty consumed my life and taken over my soul um but one one thing you want to give a shout out to because it was a funny moment this week i did take a like a little break and like all of my like regular podcasts i've been trying to like sprinkle in between episodes or whatever uh and one of them was is the newest olympian and so i queued up this week's episode of the newest olympian and i finished the episode of rolling with difficulty the next episode started and the first voice that comes through is one of the uh player characters on rolling with difficulty but with the like the newest olympian theme music playing in and i was like oh my god what's happening what's going on (laughs) world there was a guest on this week's episode it was really great Uh, um so yeah shout out to the newest olympian which is a percy jackson book club type podcast it's really fun Awesome. Yeah. And on the topic of books, I've been listening to an audiobook, um, which is called The Very Secret Society of Irregular Witches by um, Sangu um, Mandana. And it's honestly, and this is how people describe it in the actual reviews. It's just like, if you want a book that gives you a hug, this is it. If you want, like, just a heartwarming slice of life story, this is a phenomenal choice. Um, I was just looking for, like, I was just looking through just audiobooks to find something that might pique my interest. And this just seemed like the reactions and the reviews that it received just really, like, piqued my interest. So I started listening to it. And it is so well made, like just the storyline itself, the audiobook, because the person who is actually the, like the re- um, the narrator of the audiobook tries to do different voices for everybody, which I really appreciate. But yeah, it's kind of a very interesting story of this character named um, Mika Amun, who is a witch. And the premise of this particular world, unlike with Harry Potter, where you get sent to a school, is um, if you're born a witch, your parents die. 
Don't know why. There's multiple different things. They could die in an avalanche. They both could just like randomly drown. They could get into car accidents. Whatever might happen, both of their parents die. And so they become orphans. And then usually a witch who... Um, who is like a witch, like a known witch will find that particular child or a family member will take care of that person. And so there's an entire premise in this world where like multiple witches can't be in the same place at once. So it is banned, or at least this is what the character believes in that you cannot be, there cannot be multiple witches there at once because there's like a power that like duplicates if two witches or more are in the same spot. And it's just... About this girl who finds out that there's three young witches living in a house called Nowhere House with um, a very um, opposites attract but very adorable um, senior gay couple who one is just loves gardening and then the man who like owns like essentially he's the curator of the house because the owner is a um, she's an archaeologist so she's never there but she's also a witch Um, and it's just like really adorable. I think it's great. Um, it's really well done. Um, would highly recommend it if you're looking for something, if you just need something that's like heartwarming and adorable and just easy to listen to, but also a great story, definitely recommend it. Yeah. All right. And that's what we've been listening to. And so, well, speaking um, of books, yeah, speaking of books, (laughs) Sly is going to wrap up the show by telling us everything they've read over the past two weeks. (laughs) uh yeah let's just hop right into slice reading corner real quick um this is not everything i've read because i don't want to talk about the fan fiction i've been reading and i don't want to put you through that either (laughs) and i'll just leave it at that um a couple things i want to shout out um the first one being pride and premeditation which is a jane austen murder mystery i mentioned it on my tbr a couple episodes ago i do want to mention it is a harper teen book if you don't know what's going on with the harper collins strike go check it out i think they just agreed to meet with and third party mediator so i'm really excited to see what goes through there um I'm violating the strike by talking about books again. I'm sorry. Um, But this is excellent. We all know I'm a Jane Austen fan. That's well established. But this, if you are a murder mystery fan, if you like Regency-based books with a little bit more of an idealistic take on them, and or you like... Jane Austen, you will absolutely fucking adore this book. It is, this is incredibly is Jane, well done. Is Jane, Jane Austen the, the traveling pants person, right? No. That's somebody else. Okay, okay. That's somebody else. Okay. <laughs> had this conversation. I don't know. Who, I can't I don't, get back into it. I don't know who, um, who wrote the traveling pants. <laughs> we can revisit that at the later time, but I'm moving on. Um, <laughs> It's a retelling of Pride and Prejudice. It's about the first two volumes, I would say, uh, emotionally. Uh, the the murder mystery is excellent. I don't want to tell you anything about it. But I will say, when you're looking at ad- adaptations into any medium of stories that are like well-known, well-adapted, one of the hallmarks of a really good adaptation to me is making you have every single emotional character beat 
knowing the full arc of these characters and what i mean by that is like experiencing the feelings that you're supposed to feel about the characters at every point in their journey and the biggest example for for pride and prejudice is you hate mr darcy at first meeting and by the end of it you fall in love with him as a character right and so taking a well known and beloved character and you have all this emotional attachment to Mr. Darcy and you know any iteration and making you feel that like hatred that initial gut reaction of like oh fuck that dude this book does masterfully it is so well done um same with like Wickham and his character arc I just like I like 100% recommend this book to if you like murder mysteries even if you're not a huge Austin person, I would say read this. Um, and the second one is a surprise that I briefly alluded to. Uh, I got my first advanced reader copy of a book ever. And Fancy. I'm very excited. It's, it's so special to me that this is the first arc I ever received. And it's a book called Give Me a Sign. It's by Anna Sortino. And this book, oh my gosh, you guys. It, <laughs> if you think of anything you know about me, it's probably in this book. It is, a, the main character is a deaf high school teen. Um, she's a rising senior. So it's the the summer before her senior year. And she decides to go work as a camp counselor at this camp that she went to growing up, but hasn't been to in a couple years. Uh, and it's, you know, being a junior counselor, it's like interacting with kids and the toll that takes of a summer and it's lifeguards and be, having to be, you know, the Debbie Downer lifeguard who has to follow all the safety all the little details are so incredibly like accurate and well done and resonant um and on a more personal note this book made me cry five times while reading it and i'm not a big crier i'm not a big like i i do enjoy getting emotional over stories but like i'm not a big like crier and so the fact that this book in multiple ways elicited such a deep emotional reaction to me uh, is just incredible it's for people who grew up deaf for people who experienced late deafness for people who are hard of hearing somewhere in between balancing those worlds Everybody gets a little bit of representation in this book. And that's just so cool to see such a wide variety of deafness portrayed so accurately. And I would say this is not like a story I would only recommend to deaf people. I would say if you enjoy camp shenanigans, if you enjoy a YA book, every single person needs to pick up this book especially hearing people because it when we talk about like the idea of representation in general 
one of the most prominent things I think for me is when things model an ideal uh, form of communication between two separate cultural groups right like the power that stories have to model like an appropriate interaction between people um and this book does it so well um i will say there is a part i would wish i had a content warning for um there's an interaction uh with a police officer that was very well handled in my opinion and very true to my experiences uh but just be prepared for that what else do do you guys have any questions about this book because i could talk about this forever (laughs) (laughs) um oh my goodness oh when does it come out thank you that's a great question i should tell you when it comes it comes out (laughs) July 11th, 2023. So it's a perfect summer read. The pre-order is live, so you can pre-order it now. A little treat for yourself in July. That is right before my birthday. Just saying, everybody, no big deal. Just a... All right, nobody buy it for me so I can order it for her birthday. It's fine. Sounds good. <laughs> put, it the, put it on the list. Put it on the list. <laughs> Just put it on the list. Same that note. Um, yeah, no, I'm very interested to check it out. Um, I'm, I'm currently, I was looking at a few reviews while you were talking, and it looks really good. Um, and I, I'm, I'm definitely looking for some more, like, I definitely rec- recognize that this is like a great representation of like people who um, have to deal with specifically um, like hearing loss or like being deaf. Um, but like also oh. like, yo, what's up? Sorry, I should say the camp that this book is set at is a camp for the deaf and the blind. Oh, so cool. all sensory impairments. So it does also have some really interesting blind representation. Mm-hmm. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, no, I... I personally, like, I, on a regular basis, watch um, a very popular YouTuber, uh, Molly Burke, um, who specifically talks mm-hmm. about her um, experiences. And then I, will I admit that I get really excited because she did a whole thing about, like, her, um, like, seeing eye dog? Absolutely. Um, Elton John's a phenomenal dog. <laughs> um, and then kind of seeing her struggle with it as well. Um, and just because she did have another dog as well just a random side note this is a random mm-hmm. like tangent um she lost like she didn't lose it but her um other guide dog who was supposed she to have to a retire um yeah mm-hmm. so she had gallop who um had to retire early because of due to the pandemic he, she wasn't able to go out nearly as often and so he was losing his like essentially his status as a seeing guide dog uh, mostly just because of just multiple different things. And so he's now just a family dog to her family. And then she has an- um, had another seeing eye dog that she received during the pandemic um, named Benny Lux, um, who had been with two other people previously. And then she received Benny Lux and then he um, kind of like defaulted after a year, which is a very big struggle because it takes a lot of time to actually work towards getting a seeing eye dog. And then for her to have to deal with that, especially with like a move and like changes in her life and then having to get another um, seeing eye dog. It was just very interesting to see kind of like her transition between all three and then just seeing her kind of like reactions between, um, between it and then 
her finally getting her new dog, which his, I apologize for the spoilers. His name is Elton John, and he's adorable. Hera doesn't like the fact that I'm talking about other Hera, animals, right. so she's losing her Opinion. mind. Yeah, <laughs> just Hera's opinions 101. Um, she wants everyone to pay attention to her instead. But yeah, that's a. I, I'm definitely really excited to read that book. So, do you give uh, like feedback with an advanced reader's copy? Like, I'm not familiar mm. with how that works. Like, is that so? Is it something that you are like giving feedback and proofing, and it will, any changes, or is it just for early review purposes and stuff? Like so. That? story-wise it's locked in there will be some like grammatical changes or whatever um i from what i've seen from other arcs most of the time it's we're giving you this in the hopes that you provide a review Mm -hmm. um but most of the time it's not like contract locked or anything um but yeah it's mostly just for visibility and uh, reviews very cool and stuff. so i'm hoping to do more yeah definitely that. so that's very cool keep an eye out for sure very exciting awesome thank you so much for sharing that that's awesome like honestly that's really exciting that you had that opportunity yeah, Hera, yeah definitely really exciting oh my god she's right behind me just screaming <laughs> she's just like she's like her head's tilted up to the ceiling just like currently like looking around and just yelling for no reason <laughs> Yeah, I'm talking about you. Um, and she's now tilting her head like an owl. She's like, um, so, <laughs> oh my god, um, yeah. So on that note, um, I think that's everything we have for this evening. Um, I know this is a little bit more of a um, it was a longer episode, but I think we had a lot of great conversations. Um, and I really appreciate um everyone joining us here tonight in the chat. It was been it's been an absolute blast. Thank you, Carlos, Seth, um. My goodness, um, we had a number of other people's too, like um, Karthik. Yeah, also Hera. She wants me to really make sure that everyone knows that she was a part of this um, podcast. Um, thank you again. She must be a little offended that Luke won the poll on which cat would get more screen time. And she's really going for the win in the home stretch here yeah just random uh, she's going for the going for the win off screen you know yeah. <laughs> not even on screen just off screen that's where she oh, is and she's just like yelling do you want to say hi to everybody luca camera shot oh. he's just gone he's, he hasn't been around oh now time. she's like mm, she doesn't want to be part of this apparently she <laughs> made her choice um also Respect. thank you so <laughs> Thank you so much, Lucas, for joining us this evening. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. You'll have to join us another day. Maybe you can fill in my spot when I'm not in one day. He'll sit in my desk and he can just talk. And then I'll sit on the sofa playing um, on the Steam Deck. I mean, I will definitely be busy doing something else that I cannot. Something important. <laughs> something super important. But yeah. Like like Frank right now, you know? <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. Oh my Frank playing at his FEMA desk, having the time of his life yeah, yeah. i i do just like i'm gonna shout out like i'm gonna just like roast frank for a second i like the fact that he was just like but i want to i want to play dead space but i want to do a podcast with lucas and i'm like well here's the deal <laughs> doing a podcast with lucas is not going to be here on saturday playing dead space is going to be there on saturday so whichever one that you think <laughs> We see what choices you made, Frank. Um, but no. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, thank you once again, everyone, for joining us this here this evening. Um, we're going to be 
maybe taking a break next week because we usually have a meeting at the first of the month and shockingly the first of the month has like freaking come. It's already it's already here. It's already here. <laughs> um so we'll definitely keep everyone up to date. Make sure that you're checking us out over at twitter.com slash point in progress to keep up to date. Um we're gonna be yeah. Also Hera wants you to know that we might be posting a few extra things this week on the Point in Progress YouTube channel. So definitely make sure to check that out um frank is gonna have to make a dead space review because he ch- he made his bed and now he has to make like he has, like he made his bed now he has to um, lay in it so yeah it's only fair it's only fair that he makes a dead space well, so fee's already anou- fee's announcing it without even telling him <laughs> oh by all means i'm cementing it in here right now good luck well, frank we throw it, in, throw it in the live it has to happen yeah throw it in the discord now there we go there it is exactly we're gonna it's gonna be like good okay, luck have fun it was a great podcast frank you have to make a 10-part series i'm just kidding he'll do he'll do it. i i think he already mentioned like he was discussing doing stuff for that anyway um, but once again, thank you um, all. We're going to make sure that I actually end the stream correctly this time because apparently I just left the YouTube <laughs> stream playing. But yeah, thank you once again, everyone. And progress has been made. Good night, everybody. Have a good